one fifteen will go. Okay, okay. Hope you enjoyed the oh, music. Excuse me. I still don't know what it is. Situation normal. All, all fouled up. This is Snafu. All right, welcome to another episode of Snafu. I'm your host, Rick. Tonight with me is Dale. Say hi. Oh, hey. sounds like he's drinking. Uh, yeah, I got a nice uh, moose head here. So moose head, all right. Beer? Uh, it's Rattler. It's oh, a okay. grapefruit. Okay, all right. so. okay. Uh, and Pat? Oh, hey, how's it going? Was that Pat drinking Mountain Dew? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, mixer, Coke, Coke Zero sugar tonight. Yeah, okay, okay, all right. And then mixing uh, it up. <laughs> mixing it with something too? Uh, not yet. We'll see how this first okay. part of the episode okay. goes. Yeah, fair, fair. See how see how, how tangenting we get. The more we tangent, the more you drink. Yes, because it, it's the only way I can deal with you guys. Yeah, fair. Oh, thanks. And probably the only way you can deal with me too. I'm sure. Uh, yeah, I'm actually not drinking yet tonight. I might actually fall asleep if I did. So, and then Jeff has uh, bowed out for the evening because we have some technical stuff. And with us tonight is Mark, uh, aka oh. Dewey Cat. That's the only yes. other one I know of. That's your only other known as, right? That's a yes, super hero yes, name. Yes, yes, I know we have a couple people that have like a whole bunch of names, and I'm like, I can't keep you guys straight. But you're just Dewey Cat. Oh, well, um, that's that's my online name. Yeah, yeah. that's correct. Yes, yes. Uh, so, Mark, why don't you the tell terror us a little? Prince in the night, <laughs> all the time. Yeah, why don't you give us a quick rundown of why, uh, who you are, and what you do, and why? We'll we'll get into the whole details as to why we've invited no, you to hold join on, us hold today. On. Oh, let's, or, or, let's not no. let's not diverge too quick. We, we'll we'll bring Mark in, but let's bring him in at the end of the hobby update because I've got some some good hobby updates that were <laughs> that I'm rocking out here, and it's finally getting into bolt action. So let's don't want to lose our, cred for that. <laughs> our hobby, <laughs> let's do our hobby updates, and then we'll have, do a last hobby update, and we'll actually introduce Mark and and why we've asked him to join us tonight, and um, and we can start diving into into that exciting bit. So okay, okay. Yeah, why don't you do that and pick it up at eleven fifteen, Rick? Okay, um, so let's let's talk about hobby stuff, uh, Dale. Since you seemingly have something to talk about here, I do. I, I know I don't. So uh, why don't you give us an update? I will. I will. So after Operation Snafu um, and seeing everybody play and the awesome tables that Jeff and Pat put together and all of the thank shenanigans you. that happened, and Jeff, thanks you. I um, I'm like, man, I haven't done anything in a really long time. <laughs> <laughs> and so I started like hobbying and I wanted to, to do at least something every single day. If it was an active hobby, then at least, at least like reading, you know, um, some books or, or whatever. Anyways. And so I set out three projects that I wanted to work through this year. And I completed the first one last weekend where I finished up this 40 K project that I'm working on. So that's done and dusted. And that's kind of a side now, which is nice. And I've began the next bit, which I'm especially excited about, which is going to be a winter Soviet army for bolt action for the bug eater tournament. At least that's the goal and bug eater. He likes like historical themed lists. And so 
Um, yeah, you actually kids. get like points for that kind of stuff. And uh, another yeah. hint that he actually likes seeing right up. Like I know they used to do for Operation Sting and stuff like that. None of the, your opponents care, but you know, I'm just saying I wrote one up and I, I took by one point in the soft scores I won. So I'm saying every little bit, right? Sure. Yeah, you, you grab the points where you can find them, and um, and so my kids for Christmas got me uh, most of that Pavlov's house. MDF kit from things from the basement, and That's I've been a kind sweet of doing. Kit, by the way, I think it's huge. Yeah, I've been I've been doing a lot of research, kind of around that incident, and so I've put together a list that I think accurately kind of, you know, falls in with that particular garrison. I mean, there's no Molotov launchers, and there's no yeah. gas truck. And I'm I'm a little <laughs> like I'm like I'm trying. I was, I was, I've been. I've been following you, like, talking about this, and I was like, why did he buy all that stuff off of me and, like, not going to use any of it? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end up using the scout squads. Okay. Um, so both the scout squads, and, and that ended up being it. Being it. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, literally sold you, like, a thousand-point arm. Well, no, you use the infantry, too, I suppose. No, you won't, because you're, win- you're using winter infantry. So, yeah, I already right. picked up two boxes of winter in- infantry. In any event... Yeah, um, no take-backsies. That will be... No. And All I'm, sales will be final. <laughs> that's, not, that's not where this is going. But, um, and I've picked up a ton of uh, basing kits and things like that. So I've just started to lay out the bases now and start working on that stuff. And so, you know, cat's out of the bag... I'll probably start showing pictures of stuff as it as it comes together. So I'm back. I'm back into bolt action, baby. So I'm excited. He's Woo. back. All right, All right, the Dale's back, and you're going to be in trouble. And yeah. I'm just I'm curious how many models. It's have my been party, painted? and I'll cry if I want to. <laughs> <laughs> how many models were painted between your last bolt action army and this army? Like twenty. Oh, you mean the 40k guys? Yeah. Yeah, there's like 20 guys there. They're they're beautiful, by the way. So I'm Thanks. glad I'm glad they're done finally. Um, yeah, they are. Yeah. So, all right, Pat, do you have anything? What have you been working on? I have been literally assembling a DAC force oh, for right. yeah. uh, Adepticon, and hopefully Jeff will be able to get his DAC force together or actually just have it arrive <laughs> to his house. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, would be nice. Well, um, Jeff can turn an army around in record time. So. Right. Yeah, right, I wouldn't be worried can. about him getting it done. Well, and, you know, yeah, it's no problem because he may, if a come, push comes to shove, he may just run an armored platoon with two two twos. So There you go. And that wouldn't be too terribly awful either, have five of those running around. and Is yeah. he, are, those, are those the ones he's talking about putting the, the Nebelwerfers on? Well, now, keep in mind, this is 42. So oh, we're doing 42 sure, Dak sure, Historic sure. for the team tournament at Adepticon. So we're... Mm-hmm. We're playing by rules, and we're playing the whole uh, tournament is kind of out of Western Desert. So okay. a couple nights cool. ago, I got done. I got done putting together the absolute worst model kit I have ever run into in my entire life, and I'm still peeling glue off my fingers. Ooh. It was the DAC worst MMG the team. Of souls, uh, souls from GW. Well, that's long enough ago to forget. But, uh, okay. Actually, I had a pewter one, so that one wasn't so bad. That was just heavy. Okay. The casket of souls. That was it. Was the skull catapult? Oh no, the skull catapult. Skull was catapult. Terrible. Yes, that, that was, was atrocious. Terrible. Yeah. Okay. Now, this one is the most recent history. Is terrible. I mean, I, it didn't fold the way it was supposed to in the picture, and a part snapped, and then I couldn't glue it back on, and then the gun wouldn't stay put, and I eventually just like glopped just a ton of glue on it and just let it sit there. <laughs> just melted the shit out of it <laughs> to get it to go. Just glue stuffed it and left a couple of 
finger, a couple of flakes on there too. I mean, <laughs> God, that was terrible. Maybe a few field repairs on that on that one then. Well, I end up uh, actually making shift a little piece of cork that I'll have to paint into a rock because the front leg of the MMG kind of broke off and I couldn't back, get it back together. So, <laughs> you know, the creative yeah, against project. the rock. Yeah, yep. creative disguise, great. Yeah, perfect. Uh, yeah. Right, you got to do what you got to do with this kind of stuff. Yeah. No, it's the, that's where the tall grass goes too. Like I find the one yep. bush of one bush the of desert one grass. One tumbleweed. Yep. <laughs> it's yep. out in the desert. The only one landed right in front of us. Whew. <laughs> It's like it's cover, right? So the only thing I have left to put together for that is my two two two, which is uh, looks like a really fun, challenging kit to put together. Nice, so it's Rubicon, so good kits. Those those are always really, really good kits. Yeah. So that's that's what I'm doing bolt action wise. There's been some other non bolt action events occurring around the hobby table and training. So which all look but that's good, allowed. Anyway. Yeah. No. Totally. Is, so, Rick, anything out of you? Uh, nothing bolt action related. I'm still waiting on an order to come in from, like, the Black Friday stuff. Um, so, no, not particularly much of anything. Clean my hobby desk. That's about as good as I get. Like, And that's actually a big step for me is, like, you know, that you get that pile of crap everywhere. And then you're like, mm-hmm. i got to declutter this so I can, like, <laughs> get back to work and, like, get my queue set back up. But... No, what about um, hobby anticipation? What what's going to be the thing you're going to be working on when you get to? Well, so so yeah, so the I'm working. I've I've built a list for Romanians. So just like Dale is doing a winter Soviet list, I'm doing a winter Romanian list, which will actually be interesting because now yours is too early. Because I'm basing mine off of the I can't remember the name of the battle, the where the Romanians are trying to save the Germans that are being surrounded in on the Eastern Front. I think, it's, I think it's called the Winter Storm. Uh, I can't remember the name of the battle. It doesn't matter. But basically the Romanians are trying to break through the line to, to save the Germans that were surrounded. I can't remember which army it was even. But, yeah, it was, a, it was it's interesting to read about because the Romanians did do a lot more of, you know, like we're doing some of the heavy lifting for Germany even. And, they just never made the movies. Right. They just never. Yeah. They, well, they didn't make the history books. But, I was going to say, I, haven't, I wasn't aware of this at all. So. Yeah, the Romanians put a fair number of men on the field. Like, they were, uh, they had uh, some pretty heavy, significant casualties during the war. So, my, so, unfortunately, nobody makes Romanian models that are worth, like, I, worth mentioning. So, I'm actually buying Germans, and I bought 3D-printed Romanian helmets in scale that I have to, like, go and chop the heads off of, like, the, the top of the heads off of a bunch of dudes. and Cheerful convert everybody so it's going to be an interesting interesting uh, wow. endeavor once it all gets here but so yeah i've got that and i got other non non bolt action related stuff on the table but nothing has been significantly painted recently all right i don't know well the only other thing is i broke down every airbrush and cleaned every airbrush like top to bottom which never happens in my house so. straighten all those needles yeah. uh yeah i can't really straighten the needles well the ones that were were not worth keeping anymore i chucked and like you know just the deep clean on all the parts and all that stuff. So I have to do that. It's, it's not, it's like the most boring, tedious job in the world, but it is definitely like, you, like I ran paint through one of them and I'm like, holy crap, it makes a huge difference. Just, you know, over time you've built up some stuff in there and it's, you don't yeah, do that I find very that often. I do that probably at least every three weeks for sure. Like full breakdowns. No, I don't. It's yeah. Completely disassemble it. Well, I, t- I, yes, but I don't do like a deep soak and like do like actual scrubs and, yeah. run uh, needle cleaners through there and stuff like I don't do any of that stuff typically I hmm. I'm uh I'm, I'm of the mind like do it at, you, 
if you do it every once in a while, you're fine, but you don't need to do it every time. You probably don't so, get your oil changed that very frequently either, do, do you? Uh, just when my car tells me to. <laughs> my, yeah, my, that's car, I, my car's I tell clean, me to do it. So I clean my brush when it starts to get too difficult to paint through reliably then i have to clean it right. so yeah yeah like i'll give it the quick over every night but i won't i won't go into that far of detail like i don't yeah i don't three weeks it's months if not more so anyway so that that's our hobby update i don't have anything else to to speak of so to speak but uh on the on the vein of hobbying we actually have with us mark say hi mark oh Sorry about making you wait through all of that. No problem. <laughs> Mark, hey, Mark he is also to the podcast. He knows what it's all about. Yeah, so it's like he's he's like Dribble. inside the episode. <laughs> yeah, the inside so, looking out and reconsidering his option of saying yes. Yeah, he's like, oh man, what did I do? Uh, these guys talk. <laughs> this is what we. What's what we get paid for, right? We Not really. Paid? Yeah, well, marginally, uh, but that's okay because this is still for fun. Anyway, Mark, a.k.a. Dewey Cat, is with us because we decided to talk about 3D printers tonight. We've, you know, uh, I guess we, well, I should, we, we as in Pat has actually bought a 3D printer and started going down this There's a little more there. leading into just why we picked Mark in particular over somebody else who does 3D printing. That's fair. I I've gonna, yeah. used a fair number of Mark's actual models and doing the 3D printing. I've used some of the scenarios that he's actually thrown up on our Facebook stuff. Uh, so, you know, I kind of want to have a good chance to say thanks for doing that. You saved that oh, first welcome. model I had with the 88 and redid that whole model for me, which is great. It looked awesome on the table that Jeff was able to use them. So that's that's why I consider you the expert and like, you know what, if we want to talk about 3D printing, we need to make sure we get Mark on. Yeah, no, totally. You've got a low, low threshold for the term expert, then. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, some people call us experts, so it's the same. It's the same term in, that we have here. So, no, yeah, right? So it's it's one of these things where you know, I think we're all, even most of the folks who listen, are are aware of three D printing and kind of the aspects and how they may kind of fold into our hobby. In general, um, some may have even actually purchased various 3D printed objects, and there's just a general curiosity and stuff like that, to the point where Pat's already kind of gone in. I know that Jeff is, is, is looking and interested, and so we thought this might be a fantastic time to bring you online to talk a, about kind of your journey from, you know, how you started. And, well, first of all, you know, what you're working on and how that works with Bolt Action, where you started, what you found is working, and just answer all the questions that we're going to have for you. So. Well, thank you. Sure. So, um, do you well, to start with? Do you play Bolt Action? Yes, I do. I, I actually the uh, the only it's the only game I do play. Um, oh, outstanding! What I, what armies do you collect? I, uh, I I'm big Soviet and and British, and I'm actually just painting up my first American. Um, but I I, I, uh, I have a large Russian army and and uh, and then also uh, British. But uh, American, I'm going to be playing my first game with them next week. Okay. Sweet. I, right. I do want to just mention, I like how you asked that question of armies, because you're just like, nobody has just one. <laughs> They're like Lay's potato chips. You yeah, right. Just yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I do have a Polish one in queue, but I, I haven't been able to start that yet, but uh, that's going to be good, too. All right, so... Plus, so countless I, other ones you want to get to. Yes. Right. How, long, how long have you been involved with bolt action or miniature gaming in uh, general? Well, it, it's... It's this is where I'm going to date myself because I, uh, I, I, 
wargaming when I was a teenager, and and uh, and that was back in 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 the uh, uh, basically the uh, uh, prehistoric age. Right Mark. I'm old, yeah. Um, uh, so <laughs> you're fading now. Hang on. Yeah. I uh, so I I, I was ret- I I'm re- re- was retiring at the end of 2016, and, and my uh, my occupation was fairly. Uh, fairly uh, active and so I needed something to keep my mind going when I retired and I thought sure. I'd take a stab at gaming again um, and when I read up on it I was looking at Flames of War and then Bolt Action but Bolt Action seemed to have a, a more vibrant community and uh, so I jumped in before I even knew who I was going to play and, and, and I, I uh, basically poked around game stores and asked if they knew that anyone was playing and I just uh, sent emails out uh, uh, to, to different groups and I end up tying up with a, a good group locally. We've actually established a fairly a fairly sizable group here locally. Nice. But, uh, we so where, where do you play? Uh, we, it's Eastern Ontario, which is, okay. so we're basically Kingston, Belleville, Trenton um, area, which is means we probably need nothing to do. It's along the shore of Lake Ontario and it's about uh, a two-hour range, driving range between all of us, but it's, it's worthwhile. And it's, a, it's a, an excellent group uh, we have here. We have uh, uh, a group called the, uh, the uh, D6 Dodgers, and that's a play on the words of the uh, D-Day Dodgers, which is the uh, term that was given to uh, a local regiment because they fought in Italy in World War II, and they were called the D-Day Dodgers, so we took the title the D6 Dodgers. <laughs> okay, um, so, awesome. Uh, yeah. um, and that's the, uh, the Hastings Prince Edward uh, Regiment. But... PCPs, but um, so anyways, I, I I got into them, so I started playing. I played my first game December of 2016. Okay, um, and uh, and I was, you know, stumbling along, not really knowing what I was doing. And, and that, I, that's I, right I, in line with I, when we kind of started playing, if I'm not mistaken. So oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, and and there, I'm 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 very much interested in the more quirky vehicles, not just the you know your standard you know run of the mill T34s, whatever. I, I like the the sort of like the, the the more unusual ones. They're historic, but they're still unusual. So I, I was buying some stuff off of Shapeways, and, and Shapeways has a lot, um, but there it's a different three D process. And uh, without getting into it, and the vehicles are extremely light, and they're also expensive. And so I I, I bought a few from them, and and uh, like I got the uh, uh, Su seventy six I, which is the the Soviet assault gun that was built on the. The Panzer three and stuff like that. It was mm-hmm. uh, by the time we paid the exchange and the rest. It was fairly steep, and I, I was looking at three D printing again. I knew absolutely nothing about it, um, and I uh, I bought my uh, actually it was almost a year ago. <laughs> it was on January the ninth, uh, two thousand seventeen, that I got my my printer was delivered. And uh, happy printing uh, anniversary! Happy printing! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gosh, it's been a, yeah. Um, okay, so I guess it's paper anniversary, and and so I, I and. Basically, I just stumbled into it and, and started plugging away. Um, so was it a year ago? Was it 2018 ago, yeah. or 2017? No, no, it was 2017. Oh, two years so, ago. I'm sorry, 2018. Yeah, I'm sorry, 2018. Sorry, 2018. Sorry, 2018. And, okay. and, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. It's late for me, I know, yeah. Yeah, it's totally. Um, so, so and, and Pat would know this, is I was looking for files, and, and, and Thingiverse is, is who... Where people are aren't familiar with well, so, hang on hang on because okay. uh, now I'm a complete and absolute noob with okay. the 3d printing <laughs> and things like that 
Okay. So, so Voodoo, you know, basically, is what a, a it year is. ago, right? So a year ago, you picked up your first 3D printer without yes. necessarily. I'm sure you did some research, but without any real experience. Were you an engineer prior to that, or did you oh, work God, on electronics no. and stuff? No. Oh, okay. absolutely no. No, I'm completely challenged with any, anything technology related. Okay, so, so then, yeah. so you've got your 3D printer. Um, why? How, what would you need files for exactly? Can't you just plug something in and, and out comes what you well, want? Well, you need you need the uh, the file to produce the end product. So it, it, essentially, something that, that the, you, you convert into a code that the machine will then know what to print. Okay. And, and so the, someone someone creates that, um, and so basically, it's, it's your your data, if you will. It's the data to know where to lay down. What you need to create that object it would be okay. when you want to create a flower vase or a, or a, you know, a, a wall. Well, thankfully, computers are very patient about doing that stuff. Yeah, yeah, and and so. All, all right. Okay. And, and so the. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. So the basics then. Um, what? Um, okay. So, you know, if you could break it down in regards to based off of your experience now. Um, what went into actually selecting um, the the 3D printer that you chose? And would you make the same choice now with the experience? As far as as far as if I'm a brand new um, hobbyist interested in this aspect of, of where you're at, what would you recommend? Well, well, it's, that's an excellent question. And and, and again, it's it's up to each individual, and each individual has their own you know what amount they have available to, to spend. I would say is basically what I, I looked at was was let's, let's go back to these two basic type of printers you can get for home use. The most common one, the type that I have, and 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 and, and, and uh, uh, that, that Pat has is is called a filament printer or an FDM printer, um, and there's also becoming more common is called a SLA or a resin printer. Resin printers. Do amazing, finely detailed stuff, but you're working with resin, and resin is is messy. It's potentially toxic. It's very it's smelly, stinky, and mm-hmm. stinky, uh, and, and very it's not stinky, of, and it's not very forgiving. Um, there's not much. I mean, you can screw up a print, but if it goes bad, it's just a bad print. If you screw up with the resin, you can end up with the resin, and uh, you've got to wear gloves and masks and eye protection and the rest, and you're working with it. So it's it's, Maybe it's, not the best choice for an amateur yeah, 3D I, printing hobbyist. Okay, I know I know people have got that as their first printer. I would not recommend it, and I'm saying that I, I mean to each his own. But I wouldn't. Sure. So I, I, I limit yourself to a filament printer. Um, Stick with the yeah. non-toxic yeah, stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Well, even the uh, filament so is that you want the PLA and not the the other stuff, which also EDS, does. Yeah. yeah, that stuff yeah. smells really EDS, bad too. Yeah. Yeah. So and. Which and is not anti-lock brake system, by the way. <laughs> that's that's right. Um, so it's, it's a different I, plastic uh, thing. What I went with is, and again, because because I am challenged in any technological sense, and 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 I was born with ten thumbs, I didn't go for build your own. Now a lot of people will say build your own, you understand it better. But um, I, what I bought was a Prusa, and Prusa is made in the Czech Republic, mm-hmm. and and I. I'm not trying to. <laughs> I'm not trying to make any uh, comments on on nations or whatever. But I felt much more comfortable buying something built in the Czech Republic and built 
in in Asia, and and just because the sourcing uh, is is it's all open source. Um, the, the, he's got a, he's got an excellent reputation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's got uh, a really good support, so that if you had any issues, you can contact them. They get back to you. They follow up. They respect their warranties. Um, and and uh, it's it's a bit of a bit of a pig in the poke if you're you're buying overseas. And, and again, people can consider that you know maybe inappropriate to say, but that's my experience. I'm thinking if you're if you're jumping in. And you're going to spend the money, then, then I think you, it's best to spend and minimize your chances of things going for a dump. Um, so I, I got a Prusa and I got it assembled. The, the reason I got it for assembled, not only because I'm a klutz, is because I read online people who were saying, like, there's people who are literally engineers saying, I put mine together in 10 hours, and other people saying, I put mine together in 40 hours. And the difference between getting a kit and assembled for me as a Canadian, and it'd be less for you guys, was 250 bucks. And I'm thinking, 40 hours for 250 bucks, I'm worth more than that. Sure. So, <laughs> so I got it assembled, ordered it assembled. I don't change my own oil either, so yeah. <laughs> I'm at the, at the point of something is done, I can pay someone to do it. Thank you. I'll just, yeah. So as far as what to what to get, and again, I mean, it, it, you know, it's a matter of what you're comfortable with, what you what you think you can afford, and the rest. But but is I I have no regrets with the Prusa, and I probably printed I've been to thousands of hours now with that that I've run it. Um, I've only had to replace the nozzle twice, and the, what they call the PEI sheet, which is a sheet that goes on the bed that everything's printed on, because that gets all dinged up. Okay. So only two things I've had to replace in in a year, um, and it's 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 been it's been just uh, just incredible. Uh, you you things go wrong; they always do, and you get you know get things where uh, nozzles get jammed or you got a print go bad. But that's just that just happens. It happens to everyone, no matter what printer you have. But I don't recommend running it empty for uh, more than an hour. <laughs> that 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 was the death of mine, as near as I can tell. Oh really? Oh jeez. Yeah. Well, um, the TiVo Tornado doesn't have one of those sensors that automatically pauses it if it runs out of filament. And I was I thought I had more in the spool than I did, and it was like a six-hour print or something like that. Oh jeez. Oh. And I came back yeah. down to check on it, and then I'm like, okay, so it's got it's got two hours left. That should be fine. And then went up and fell asleep on the couch and came back down and I'd see it's drifting about two inches above the print and just going back and forth and like, oh, that's been a while, hasn't it? Yeah. Hasn't, yeah. hasn't been the same since. Replaced the hot end, can't can't get it to oh, work really? anymore. Oh, jeez. Oh, At least you didn't burn your house down. That's like the... Well, there's really very, very low risk of that <laughs> happening with these. There, there, At least you're some, alive. <laughs> yeah, right. there, there, are, there are some makes, and I, uh, before we went, you started recording, I made reference to the, the series that I've written for that uh, the site, wargaming3d.com. Well, let's and talk about like, that for a second. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Like, So you're not just 3D printing, you're also doing some other stuff, which I think is interesting. Why don't, like, I was just reading, I, like I've been sitting here reading the Wargaming 3D stuff because I'm intrigued by it. So you're also helping like develop a, like a whole community around wargaming and, and 3D printing. Uh, yeah, and I, I, I find it fascinating. And I like, why don't you talk about this? How did you get involved in the wargaming 3D thing? Well, I, it, it's the actual the, the fellow who started the uh, the the, uh, the site, Mike, Michael Eerly. He's a um, 
he's a, a, a New Zealander who, who lives in the U.S. right now, and he contacted me and asked me, he, he was setting up the site, and he asked me if I would be interested in writing a sort of like an introductory series on explaining 3D printing, how it, how it can work for gamers, and, 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 uh, and so I, I, uh, I've written eight chapters now, and I'm, I'm going to be continuing to write on it. Uh, basically, you know, is it right for you? If you're interested in it, this is how you can do it. If you're interested in 3D printing, but you're not ready to buy a printer, can you get the prints made for you elsewhere? And I give some options how you can get printing done elsewhere, um, uh, how printing works, uh, what to avoid with printers uh, that, that may cause you problems, what to, what to look for, um, what to look for in files, and this will go back to the data that the, the printer needs, um, where, to, where to find that if you want a specific model, what to look for, um, and, and Pat would know as well because like this is why I touched on Thingiverse, which is a sharing site, and it's a wonderful site. But the problem is that you have to be aware that a lot of the stuff on there is Drek. And, and this is when I first jumped in. I thought, oh, this is great. Look at the, all these you know, tanks you're going to print off. And, and it was just a nightmare because I didn't, know what I, was, I didn't know what I was doing. I just thought, well, just plug in this information, run off what you call a G-code, uh, which is the, what the printers universally use as they take that information you put it through a program and you get out what's called a G-code and you load that to your printer and, and it prints from it. Well, it's sort of the garbage in, garbage out type of thing. Mm -hmm. um, so I sort of put some sort of cautions of what to look for on the Thingiverse sites where you can tell if someone's written a, written a, a, a file but had never tried to print it. And I sort of equate it to someone who posts a recipe online but has never made it. Like, why would you? <laughs> Nobody it does that, make right? Sense. But but here it's it's surprising the number of, of files that are on there that people have written, and and because initially I'd contact them and say, "Have you tried to print this?" Well, they say, "No, I don't own a printer yet, but it should work." And I'm thinking, "No, it doesn't." <laughs> no, and, it doesn't. And, and and so you you know, in, in one case it was a 14-hour print with a with an ISU 152, and it Jeez. was a nightmare. Yeah, it was in a complete waste, and and subsequently actually. Uh, wrote a file for a ISU-152, and it's an absolute beast, but actually, you know, again, all the files I have on Thingiverse, under the name Dewey Cat, um, are test printed, and I show pictures on them of the print, so you know that I printed it. And Sometimes painted. printed it, and, and painted. Uh, mm -hmm. Uh, if, if, if I printed it, it's probably the fifth or sixth print, because even though it looks fine in you know, your CAD program and say, oh, that should look, works fine. You print it off and you realize, you know, there's something wrong here. So this is too thin. The joint doesn't quite work here and the rest. So you, it's the only way, it's the only way is the proof is in the pudding. So you mm -hmm. have to, you have to, uh, you have the to do a test proof and, yeah. and fine tune and, it. And some years too, don't you also post your, like, your speeds and feed rates and stuff like yes, that? Did you usually run it? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's a idea, big thing sense. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what? Why is speed and what's a speed and a, f a feed rate in the context well, of, the, of the conversation? Well, something like, a, like I, I've done a, a, a quite a few train pieces as well, and, and I have those on um, both Thingiverse and my site on CG Trader, and all my train pieces are for free, but free downloads. But, but you don't have to worry about like 
such a fine setting for if you're doing a house or you're doing a road or you're doing a bridge. So you set it for a, a core setting, like so it goes quicker, lays on a thicker okay. layer, but it's not as much detail. So the settings, um, the settings adjust how long it takes to print something, and actually the detail or the fine detail of the print itself. That's, that's right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It, it's, right. so, it's just nice to know what your settings are so you can tell how detail he got with whatever. Right, so right. Right. If, you, right. if you guys remember those bunkers that I printed off for um, Operation Snafu that we used for the objectives in yep. round mm-hmm. two. So you could actually look at those and you could actually kind of see the layering because it was terrain. I wasn't that worried about the detail, so I put those at a higher speed and higher feed so that I could get them off the printer faster. Right, okay. you needed to get a bunch of them done, so... Do it quick. Yeah, I need to do like ten of them in like a week and a half or something. So, yeah. So I had to get totally. those that 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 cooking time, for lack of a better term, down to something that I could manage in my my time off in the evenings and stuff like that. Sweet. Yeah. So that's right, the difference we, there. Or Mark. So um, I, I I should just call you Mark, although I know you better <laughs> as Dewey Cat. Um, so then within just within nothing the past, but the counter, right? Effectively, the past year, you've gone from actually receiving your first. Do you have multiple three D printers now? No, I just have the one. I just, okay, I just run the one. Yeah. So, you, so you, you you got your three D printer, um, and you've gone from you know learning how to use that and going as far as to actually creating three D print files for for usage of you know for for the the, the gaming community, which which is and, amazing and to me. Yeah, and, and Snafu, I know that, that Pat's has used you as a resource in a lot of different ways, and we appreciate that. Um, it still feels like this really big kind of challenging thing, because I think about all the time it took me to get to the point where I can paint the way that I do now, and I'll, the effort that it took into that. I mean, I, I'm afraid that if I, if I pick up a 3D printer, and I've talked a little bit about this to Pat... That it's almost like it's a whole nother hobby. Do you feel like that's the case, or um, it, no? I, I find it, it. It's more of it. It's a. It's, it's an extra to the hobby, and and it's it's opened up so much more that that I wouldn't have had a chance to do, um, if okay. I didn't have the three D printer. Would it? Is it more like? So we were just talking about our airbrushes. Is it just like another tool? Yeah, for yeah, the hobby. That, exactly. That's All a right. good, that's a good parallel because same with the the, the airbrush and, and just like the airbrush, sometimes it cursor and sometimes it cursor printer, but it also does a wonderful job. So yeah, it's a it's a good analogy. Yeah, yeah. All right, and, yeah. and, and it's one of those things. It's 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 intimidating because it's sort of unknown. And and trust me, I, I and again, I was you know had a lot of trepidation when I first got it. I thought, what have I got myself into? And, and not, <laughs> I don't. And, and but the other thing is, there's also an excellent support community online. And this is something that you know, 20 years ago, if it had come out, is because if you get your 3D printer at home and you run into a problem, like there isn't a 3D printer repair shop around the corner. No. But you go online and you, especially the the Prusa support like the 3d or the facebook group you you say i've got this problem and you send a picture just a little picture of what's happening and within five minutes you'll have people just just sort of like in the in the bold action you don't get the dicks like you do in a lot of social media you get people that are helpful and say oh this is what to look for and i have the same problem and and you can get the parts online and and it's it's very much a do-it-yourself type of thing mm-hmm. but it isn't 
when, when you work it all through it, it it's it it isn't it's all doable um, and it, it and again it's 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 frustrating but the the outcome the the, the results are, are outstanding and and uh, to the point that like initially I was oh, I'm just going to print tanks but now I'm doing uh, 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 you know the so you had some cool C's going too yeah and, yeah, and, I was just noticing and, that. and, and, and yeah because I was, I was asked and I had no interest in it and then a fellow that's in our local group asked me if I could do a boat for him or ship excuse me and uh, I, I did one and then I just got it was sort of like just curious and I, I just started playing around with it and I did a, uh, an American I think it's called an Elko uh, PT yep. boat from scratch the other day, and it's like, well, I'll just play around and see what I can come up with, and and uh, it, it turned out pretty well. So it's, and again, maybe it's, it's just because it. it uh, uh, my wife says if I was fifty years younger, I'd be in Riddle, and so maybe this keeps me <laughs> occupied. But, but uh, it's, it, it's got a, it's got a great. Uh, uh, it, it it really is interesting, and, and it's a lot of fun, um, and uh, I I don't think. You know, it's one of those things. If you if you're interested in it, I I, I wouldn't be intimidated by it. It's uh, it's and trust me, and I you know, if, like I, and again and quite seriously, when I say I have absolutely no engineering background, no technical background, I, I you know I'm, I'm not, uh, um, and it's just just sort of, um, and, and the spark for me was was what I could do for the gaming and and uh, and. Uh, and again, because it's the doing vehicles that just aren't available. I mean, Warlords mm-hmm. is sort of strange. It's that they have vehicles in their rule books that they don't offer, and then they have they sell vehicles or weapon systems that they don't have in their rule books, and and it's 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 sort of a uh, so I, I was sort of like trying to fill out the blanks of sure. the thing and build things that uh, like I did the uh, the Soviets have a uh, in you know again because I'm big Russian player and uh, bloody Germans get uh, auto cannons on everything so I thought well let's look for some auto cannons and, and so I, I, I did up the uh, a Russian 37mm uh, anti-aircraft gun um, you know so they it's in the book I don't know where you'd buy one but now I have one okay. and and that's on Thingiverse um, I did the, the Soviet I guess maybe they do have a model for the T-60 I don't know but he did up the T60 because again that has an auto cannon, a light um, for the Russians. So, so in addition, in addition to finding the files that that you you ran through the printer, you've gone so far as actually to begin to create your own files, like you've talked about. How many how many things do you think you've designed at this point? I'm from from scratch. I've probably done 25, and then there's about 80 that I've I've taken. Started with someone else's and then have, have, have made changes to and, and made them printable. I go back to how some of them are, are um, files that aren't printable, but they have the shape. And then I, I take that shape and then I work it to make it printable. And I add details such as I, I'll thicken the tracks or I'll add the bolts, uh, redo the, uh, uh, the gun barrels, add the yeah, grills. Make those thicker because they grills. snap too easy. Yeah, yes, yeah. And, and 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 you know do break 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 it down so it, it prints properly on a on, on a filament type printer. Um, do you use one of the, the the free? There's many free 3D design softwares out there for it. Yeah. Or do you use uh, something specialized? I, uh, 
No, trust me, I, I do it uh, absolutely on a free, and, and it was one of these things, because uh, you'll see in uh, Shapeways puts on different, uh, on, on their, sort of like, they send emails to me, and they, they five starter programs, and, and the program I do 95% of my work on is called Tinkercad, and oh, yeah. I even say it, and it, it's, it's a good beginner program, but it's not for creators, well, actually, it can be. It, it, it's frustrating as hell to work with. But once you know it's quirks, because it's all mouse-driven, it drives you mad because it's all mouse-driven. So you can't just enter, okay, I want this shape to be such and such. You have to click, but it, it, if you click on your mouse, depending where you are, that the shape changes shape. It's it's cursed, but but I if think... you play around with you can make compound shapes with it. I did the, uh, oh, there's a, a, an Austrian armored car that the Germans use, I think it's called the ADHZ or something. It's the most, it's got angles all over it. But, but if you take your time with it and you, you can, you can actually work with it. So, it, and it's a free program. And the other thing I use is called mesh mixer mesh mixer. I use for mostly uh, adding texture to, to it because it'll, especially for train features, it'll, it'll roughen up your texture. You can round edges and the rest with a little brush on it. But I, uh, and yeah, that's a mostly added. that's mostly a surface thing, right? Mesh mixer. Yeah, so that's right. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I know that in, in communication with Pat before we talked about uh, programs and, and to use to buy a three D uh, uh, CAD program is like if you're going to you'd be costing you hundreds of dollars a month for a subscription. <laughs> like it's just it's Easily. just not worth it. So yeah, so I, I can I can do what I can do. I think for on a free program is pretty good. So. And, and yeah, those can get SolidWorks outright for about three three five hundred dollars. Sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So. I was. Uh, I mean, I I, I looked at the Pressa three um, D printer. That's the only one that I was really aware of because it was so highly recommended and had a great reputation. Um, but it's it's um, it's a significant hobby investment on my budget. It is. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so you know, thinking you know. $3,500 for another piece of software on top of that. <laughs> no, no, you know, you, and, no. And the thing is, you, you don't have to, you don't have to write your own programs. Like, and, and again, I mean, I'm not just tuning my own horn, but it, there's, there's other good, good uh, creators out there on Thingiverse too. And, and, and uh, that if you know where to find the right files, um, you, you don't have to, you don't have to worry about designing your own. And, and, uh, and and again, like I have no qualms about if like Pat reached out to me to 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 work on an eighty eight for him, I have no problem. If someone has a legitimate request, and I, you know, and it's it's for a gaming as opposed to their own commercial end, I have no problem with taking a crap. I'm having trouble selling these for twenty dollars a piece. Can you fix it for me? <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I, I'm going to put this in perspective for Dale here because I was actually just digging through your stuff and I was like, oh wait, he's got a he's got an LRDG Jeep available for the brits you know yeah. with the quad with the quad uh, mmgs on it yeah and so like, has the has the easiest way to find find these files so i can see what you're looking at as well, well it's, what, it's thingiverse right the, the thing well they tell you i'm on both sides up. but the problem is uh, yeah I'll, my, I'll send it right now um the best way to find me is to go to thingiverse and look for dewey cat and then when that's, you go to dewey cat that's my default see, search on thingiverse and you'll see my my heading there, and I and then and then I have a little, like my my sort of rant about license violations, and then I have my CG Trader link there. CG Trader itself has a horrid search engine, 
so you'll never find me on it. I was just trying here when we were getting started. I realized that, Christ, you can't find me here. Yeah, but, I just tried uh, to search for you, and I couldn't find you. But you yeah, did tell me yeah. that you had a, one oddball. Uh, I don't remember which one it was now, but you, you said you had an oddball uh, model well, out there, and it worked that well, way. It was, it was the, uh, the BA-20, the Soviet There you BA-20. go. That's what it was. The, yeah. 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 Okay. That yeah, got so me BA-20, down there. BA-20, uh, an armored car. All right, Ricky, um, so you, or Rick, so you were talking about you were talking about the LRDGG? Yeah, so so like that list you couldn't run like what like twenty jeeps, isn't that like it's insane how many jeeps you can have in that list? If I remember correctly, uh, are you oh, the, 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 the desert Mark rats. garden one. Uh, yes, the... I think so. Okay. Maybe oh maybe it is market. Yeah, maybe it was market garden. Market Shoot. garden had a whole bunch of and those were those are just paratrooper jeeps. But they just, have that too, actually. Yep. It's our, our Dewey Cat has that LRDG. Too, we might find. We might remember back from the Western Desert. I think they had something in there. I, which I'm I do actually recollect. happen to have that book with me tonight. Well, hang on, let me. I have that book with me, which doesn't. Yeah, matter. I have the uh, I have the LRDG, LRDG Jeep, as well as the Airborne Jeep on my CT Trader site. Yeah. I also have the LRDG trucks, two different ones on my Thingiverse site, and I'm going to be loading up a uh, uh, an American armored Jeep, both with the twin Zooks. And with the uh, MMG uh, up on CT Trader um, in the next week or so. Okay. And uh, I'm going to actually put a package together, so give a special of, of all the Jeeps the Airborne Jeep, the LRDD nice. Jeep, and the uh, Armored Jeep, and uh, put in it for $9.99. You'll get the whole shebang, all three of them. Nice. Um, yeah, so you'll be able to print those out. The LRDD Jeep is, is quite a quite a machine with the with the multiple weapons you can put on yeah, that. yeah so the rabbit the what i was going to get at though is like so like yeah there's some costs associated with it but uh so you know you're buying a five dollar file from him and you're going to print that as many times as you want if say you want to get 20 in your list it seems like it might be more economical than actually going and buying 25 warlord jeeps at 25 dollars a pop you know like if you're going to do a 20 Jeep list or whatever, the, I can't remember what the crazy thing we came up with, but, you know. It was something in Market Garden, because yeah, the Western it was Desert like an doesn't insane have an LRD Jeep. Okay. Yeah, it was, like, it was like eight or something like that. It, it seemed like, like, yeah, you're saving a significant amount of money. Like, that's $200, and you just spent five bucks in filament, and really it's just about your time. So well, I, can, I can safely say that just over the last year that I had mine, which was June till whenever broke before Snafu, uh... I was kind of keeping an estimate of things I did, and it was it was probably about six to seven hundred dollars worth of terrain and other things that I had printed off that I wouldn't have gotten otherwise, or couldn't couldn't have gotten elsewhere mm-hmm. as well. Right. So I mean, I'm going to say it. My first printer has already paid for itself, and I have gotten <laughs> approval to get a replacement. It's just a question of where I want to go with that replacement and you, how much. Yeah, I actually you want really to get something better. It. Yeah. And again, it, sure. again, when I had it going. Not a problem. It was doing everything that it needed to do. It was just fine. It was, it just, uh, it just, I let it down, so to speak. Okay. So is it? Right. Yeah. It's worth. Is it worth getting the, the things you didn't get the last time? You know, maybe getting a, you know, the the trigger that you said you didn't have on your current one. The auto the auto pause on yeah. the mm-hmm. filament out. <laughs> All right, then. So in the interest of transparency, uh, once again, Mark, um, when you talk about long prints, a 12-hour print, you yes. know, something yeah. along, what 
what what would that be like? Is that one of these little bare bone jeeps, or is that something no, that's no, like no more um, intricate kind of? No, that's that's a good question, and, and actually because I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to be loading up a uh, uh, just I'm going to get back to your question just to explain why I'm going to explain it this way um, just before Christmas on my uh, on my uh, Facebook page uh, uh, doing at. Uh, productions. I, I ran a little poll. I said, "What vehicles would you guys like to see?" And, and the one that won surprisingly was the Churchill tank. Hmm. So I'm doing up a that's series a of the tank. Churchill. Yeah, it, well, that, that's what, exactly because I, I, I'm doing up a Churchill tank, and I'm doing it up with multiple turrets, and I'm doing up a crocodile with it as well. And I did the trailer up from scratch. But, so I'm, I'm printing it the other day, and the tracks alone took ten hours, and oh, then the whole took another six. Yeah, and so it's it's the longest print I've ever done. I've done the IS, what ISU one fifty two, and that was a twelve hour print. Uh, uh, and M three Lee was a fourteen hour, but those are multiple parts, and I break them down to multiple parts, almost like a resin kit, because it, it's a much cleaner print and it comes out really well. Okay, um, but that's at a fine setting, and it, I'd say it's it's better quality than a lot of resin kits I've got, and. You know, absolutely. It's it's not. I'll be fair with you. It's not the quality of of, of the, you know, of, of a Rubicon kit, but it's also not eighty seven freaking parts, and it doesn't have a little tiny headlight bezel, bezels that you're going to glue to your finger trying to get it stuck in a tiny <laughs> hole. It's 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 a it's a good solid piece, and and uh, I, I, I uh, so I, I, I if you've seen one or a well done three D print, uh, it's I, I think you you finish it up well. It's it's ideally suited for gaming it's 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 uh um so anyways yeah it, it will take that long um and again here's that's... something really funny since you mentioned the gluing your fingers to it so i had gotten a cenotar that i 3d printed um looks awesome i don't remember if it was one of yours or not it probably was just got a thick gun barrel and i also picked up a cenotar kit a while back from warlord and actually, the 3D print has more detail than the kit I got from Warlord. In fact, the Warlord one is missing the rear engine exhaust scoop on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Burp, burp. Well, Not yeah. saying, just I, saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, and again, I, I go back to, you know, I'm mixing only because I think it would be helpful to someone who's considering it. Just go back to the, and again, the start of, is 3D printing for you, or is your 3D printer in your future? I think is how I started my first article in uh, wargaming3d.com. And, and just go through there, because chapter by chapter, it just sort of walks you through uh, what what's involved and, and the pit, potential pitfalls. But uh, but it's 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 something I, I, I think if you're into the game, it's going to open up a whole new avenue for you. And you can do you can do those crazy things. Like you know, I have like drawers full of vehicles that I never would have got the kits for, but now I have them. So if I want to use them, I can. So I have a, a lot more choice to have the, to bring to the table. Sure. And you can do that crazy thing if you want to. You know, did like uh, 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 Mad Bob did from Mad Bob Miniatures and bring you know forty seven Renault FTs. <laughs> All those Renaults. And, yeah, that's yeah, right. I remember yeah, that. You can do that if you want, and and like it's. It's, he made it's, a lot of friends, but but it opens up that to your to your to 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 you and and uh, it's the whole thing is you know we all spend too much money in this hobby, but it's what's you know, it, you'd what's be spending money more? up front. Well, it sounds yeah, like this is a up front, really but, rewarding kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. 
when it and, and runs, again, it's, it is. <laughs> yeah, when, yeah. Like I said, it, it, it you will curse it, but it's just like again, just like, just like your your airbrush. You curse that. I, I know I do. I curse mine, but but there's times it's going to go go south on you. But but you, uh, um, and, but you'll figure it out and and get it working again. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, kind of in that same vein of questions, but totally unrelated to bolt action per se. Do you like? There's like a world of stuff for 3D printing. Do you use your stuff for other than bolt action stuff? I would hope you do. So like, there's more to the world than just bolt action. Do you whoa, use whoa, your whoa. printer for other what? stuff? I, yeah, right. I know, right? Like, which podcast well, are you on? <laughs> I'm just trying to sell people <laughs> on the idea of 3D printers. Like, oh, like what other the applications have you used it before? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, uh, m- 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 just my printing 3D printer so- parts. <laughs> well, you you can do that, but right. can you print a three D printer with a three D printer? Close. Well, that's how they make them. Yeah. If you if you see the Prusa shop, is is something right out of a, a Terminator because basically they're printing themselves. I thought that's what that's yeah, what that's absolutely. what they did. Okay. Yeah. There's yeah, like yeah. like a hundred of them on a shelf, and they're like this is like yeah. hundreds of them yeah. all stacked up yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah, the machines, but uh, yes, yeah, so no, I've I've just done it again. Go to Thingiverse, you can find anything for around like. You know, for whatever hobby you have, you'll find that if someone's looked for it, they've printed it. Um, and I've, I've made things like bookmarks for my grandkids and stuff like that. And you get them in different shapes and the rest. And I've made a, you know, grill for the dryer vent to stop the freaking birds from nesting and stuff like that. A little quirky <laughs> stuff that, 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 you know, well, that's, that's, I can do that rather than, you know, try to go to the, the you know, Home Depot and find something that works. It's like, well, I can print that fix by myself. So it's, it's it's there's again it's one of these things where at the sort of a, I think it's going to become a much more common um, solution home solution. I mean they've got one on the space or the international space station up there to to print you know oh really breaks they, they, yeah they do that they how does that, know, they can print how they would, can print hmm. up there to 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 uh, repair something that breaks. I'm intrigued as to how that would work in it's not a gravity, gravity thing, Rick. Right. So yeah, what it is, gravity. it's actually, it doesn't need it because it's melting it into a bed that's yeah, holding sure. it in place, and it's adding okay. layers on top of layers. So it's so not, it's like adhering it's it to the pre, yeah, it's adhering it to the previous right. layer. So yes. yeah, okay, that makes sense. I was like, otherwise, I'm like, that would be really weird. Like, have <laughs> the filament floating just in the air, blobs yeah. of hot ass yeah, plastic yeah. floating through yeah. the air. That'd be great. Like, what could go wrong? Right. Yeah, like yeah. I'm sure. It's got to be filament based. It couldn't be the resin one because that would not no, work. No, no, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Like, that would yeah. be a disaster waiting to happen. Yeah, yeah. No, not like, at all. I feel like going to the bathroom on the space station would be a problem. Like, <laughs> like, let alone resin floating around. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, oh, this this took a turn pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I I tend to do that. I tend to like throw the grenade and run away. Um, no, it's it's a really interesting, it's seemingly deep world of stuff to get into. Like, I think it's I'm not not to scare anyone. It's really cool. Uh, I will say I I know for a fact. I feel like you're one of the few people that has a land mattress model. I I know that like they just don't exist anywhere. Like, yeah. Like, but you've made one, and I think that's yes. amazing because that's a, yeah. like a great thing to. Nobody has them. That that was the first. That was the first item I created that like on my own was was a land mattress because again like I say I play British and and uh, and again the the Germans get all the toys and and they didn't they have it in the book but they don't offer it so I I, I made one up yeah yeah, yeah. that's in my uh, CG trader site yeah, yeah I was just like I'm digging yeah. through like oh what yeah. should I get 
Pat to print when he gets his stuff <laughs> fixed. So yeah. like, I'll start buying yeah. stuff. No, yeah. yeah. Buy a printer. Yeah, that's not in my cards right now. That, that's too much time that I don't have to paint anyway. So, um, yes, the other thing is that it does print a lot faster than you can paint. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You like absolutely. should be printing yeah. for other people so they can paint it for you. It seem, seems to work for you when you get stuff and hand it to Jeff and he'll paint it and you can just keep getting stuff going. Although you paint pretty yeah, fast we, yourself. Well, we got we got to work on that whole uh, market garden. 3D print pack that we got. We, we got uh, Jeff did a Kickstarter oh. a while back, and we got like all the bridges from Market Garden and all the little buildings and little towns and stuff through there. Talk about a fun linked scenario that could be for Operation Snafu. Not saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. But it requires an operating 3D printer at this stage, or or like yeah. seven of them. That one's going to take a boatload of. Yeah, because those those are ten twelve hour prints for yeah. the most part. Yeah, they're big. So, uh, the other question I had for America, actually, the last question I have for you is what what slicer do you run? Oh, like and for, for Dale, what does that mean? What's a slicer? <laughs> See, okay, you when you, you 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 have your file, and and so the files you'll get off of Thingiverse are called an STL, so it's dot STL. That's mm-hmm. a format. Or there's, other, there's other ones, but but the, it's the most common one. Um, but to read that, the printer needs it broken down into what's called a G-code. Mm-hmm. Um, and the slicer will, will take that. And what the slicer does is take that information, then it determines when you enter the speed you want to print it at in the layers, like a fine setting or a coarse setting. Or it will it'll decide where the supports are going to go because you can't print on air. So that sometimes you'll have a part that's overhanging or like, you know, a gun barrel, let's say. Oh, and so you okay. have to print supports from the base up. Everything's built from the ground up or the build plate up. So the G-code will figure that out. Um, Cura, or excuse me, Cura, Prusa has its own. I don't care for it, so I went to Cura. And I, again, it's, it's one of the things like Chevy one. or Ford, but I really like Cura and I'm very happy okay. with it. And, 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 uh, and so what it does is take your, take your STL it converts it into a G code, and then that's what your your printer reads. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, and is all this information again in in that series of articles that you've written? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll make sure to include all of those in our on our show notes so that everyone can check it out. Well, thank I feel you. like you are one of the one of the guys that is doing the World War II stuff the best. So. Well, thank you for saying so. Yeah. There's, there's others out there, but I, I appreciate the recognition. Thank you. Yeah. Well, they no didn't make it to our show, and you did. So. <laughs> that is that is us saying we, we appreciate what you do, and we thank you Snafu for joining approved. us. approved. Yeah. yeah. Well, before, um, before, we, before we end this, I am curious. What, um, what's in the works uh, moving forward? What can we... Can you spoil anything? Can you give us any heads up on? Well, I, I've got, uh, like I said, that the, the, I've got a whole Churchill package going in, which is going to be end up being, I think, four different versions. Very cool. Um, I, th- I think the crocodile I, sounds really cool. I don't yeah. know that Pat and would it, ever run one, but. It's a lot of points, but it can ruin someone's day. <laughs> um, I've got a, uh, uh, because I I'm, I'm, have a Polish army, I've, I've done a, uh, a Fiat uh, 261, which is a, a, a Polish truck. And I'm just going to rant now because the, for some reason in the in the uh, you know France and, and the, uh, the minor power allies, when you run a Polish 261 Fiat, 
and you put a machine gun on it, you lose all passenger capacity. So yeah. you pay the 54 points or whatever, and you can't carry a passenger. It doesn't make any sense, and I'm sure it was one of the many editing errors that Warlords is famous for. But anyway, so I, I'm, I've got one of those. I'm going to be. I'm, I'm just that's on my paint table right now too. I've got. Uh, um, oh, there's a really neat one. There's a, a Soviet uh, rocket, and it, it's in the it's in the rules, but no one sells it. And it's called the M8. Uh, I think it's called the M8. What it is is it's a huge rocket. It's it's a ground based rocket. When you look in the rules, it's the only rocket that you're allowed to take a spotter for. So you can, so you've got a multi launcher with a spotter, and and it, this is the one where, where when you fire it, the next so awesome. the next turn, wow, the next turn the this the, picture the, looks the amazing. Crew gets, Does it you look have like to this? rally because they're so traumatized by the uh, by the uh, by the explosion or, or the, the 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 launch of the rockets that the, you have to rally them. They take uh, D three pins, I think, um, and. But but I thought I thought well this is good so I I, I dug it up and I've I've done this one up from scratch so it's going to be um, uh, just going to I just want to pull up the file here and, and make sure I get in the name for it right um, because it's um, what is this oh, it's called the M thirty one four excuse me M thirty one four yeah M thirty four excuse me M dash thirty slash four it's a Russian uh, uh, 300 millimeter rocket launcher. It, it's a it's a band of four rockets, and and basically it's it's a you know 12 inch head warhead on it. So um, anyway, so I'm doing that up again because I play Soviet. I, I, it, the one problem with a, a rocket launcher, of course, is that you're you're exposed. Well, this way you don't have to be exposed. You have a spotter out there whose counts as being down and oh, nice. a small unit, and you can if you roll a six, you can really ruin someone's day. So. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be having that coming. That's coming up too. Okay. Um, and I've got the, as I mentioned, the the armored jeeps. Um, I have a battle of the bulge game coming up, and I'm playing American. And uh, I I thought about working on the jeep, and I just I've done that one up. It's on my paint table right now too. So those are all coming down the tubes within. Uh, we'll be all uh, up on either Thingiverse or CG Trader uh, by the end of this month. Nice. Awesome. That's rad. And and again, I, I always ask people if there's something they're really interested in, let me know. And if I can do it, I'll I'll toss it up. And if it's a derivative, it'll go in Thingiverse for free. And if it's a, if it's an original creation, then it's going to go in CG Trader. But it's most it's going to cost just four ninety nine. So that's just a pay for my test prints. So sweet, yeah, very cool. I, I, I never know what I need until I see it, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can't you just read uh, Easy Army until you find the thing you really want? Well, I, I guess I could always use some more 222s since I don't want to put together uh, four more Rubicon kits. Yeah, they're fun, but they look great, but they're a pain in the butt. I'm looking forward to cursing about that. That's why it yeah. got done last. <laughs> cool. All right, well, Mark, thank you very much for joining us. We're going to take a short break, and we'll come back and talk about Battle of France. Well, thanks so much for inviting me. It's great talking with you all. Thank you. Yeah. 
soir l'ennemi connaîtra le prix du sang et des larmes. Montez de la mine, descendez des colliers, camarades. Sortez de la paille, les fusils, la mitraille, les grenades. Oui, les tueurs, à la balle et au couteau, les vides. Oui, les saboteurs, attention à ton fardeau, dynamite. Des prisons pour nos frères, la haine à nos trousses et la faim qui nous pousse, la misère. Il y a des pays où les gens crédulis font des rêves. Si nous vas-tu, nous marchons, nous tuons, nous crèvons. Ici, chacun sait ce qu'il veut, ce qu'il fait quand il passe. Si tu tombes, un ami sort de l'ombre à ta place. Demain, du son noir séchera au grand soleil sur les routes. Sifflez, compagnons, dans la nuit, la liberté nous écoute. All right, welcome back. I uh, hope you like the music, as always. This is going to just be the ongoing joke forever, right? You should so get a t-shirt that says on the back of it, like, snafu logo on the front, and on the back, it's like, I hope you enjoyed the music. I, I'm sure someone will be like, yeah, it's, it's getting old, Rick. But anyway. Uh, all right, so uh, who, who were we missing last night? Jeff. Jeff was the last one we were missing. So, Jeff, say hi. <clears throat> hi, everybody. All right, we've got everyone back now. Mark, uh, Mark dropped off. Thank you, Mark, for joining us earlier. Uh, we appreciate that. I thought you could thank him for dropping off. That's no, no, we appreciate his time. No, it's yes. like, thanks for not talking anymore. No, Mark did great and really appreciated the in- input he had on it. Looking forward to a, listening to it. It's yeah, a very um, insightful... Like, I'm looking at a 3D printer. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, you know, the, the beauty of Mark is that he's a very seemingly he's got some time on his hands and he's able to like you know sit down with you pat like you've asked a lot of questions and he's been more than willing to help i think that's really amazing and that might be the whole community so that's kind of cool there's a couple but, of uh, facebook that, pages oh, dedicated to that stuff yeah that's true there's a lot of people out there um doing this stuff so yeah i'm looking uh, at so a pressure too four- by the way <laughs> going you're going uh the the full the full now you know i had the tinker starter and i broke it maybe i just get the real one this time yeah it seems like maybe that's the choice although i guess i was i was reading i was reading earlier about you know even prussia's having some issues but they all have it issues. seems like they might have some support well right it's kind of like a car the stuff does break it's kind of the way it works Anyway, now that all four of us are here and we kind of like we talked a little bit about hobby. Jeff, did you do any? Have you done any hobby for bolt action lately? We'll get uh, you in here real quick. Is that a, is that a joke? Yeah, um, I can't <laughs> remember point. if last time I said I'd already probably base coated and primed up on my whole Polish army. I can't remember if that was already on a podcast. Yep, or not. that was anyway, in there. No, nope. got that all done. Was it okay, okay? Cool, got that all done. What? Uh, picked up a couple Maybe. vehicles, painted those. You know, got some bits to build a few more uh, armored cars. 
and I would be doing more bolt action specific, but my whole friggin' DAC order is still not shipped from NWS. So, not Lovely. that I didn't order it on Black Friday or anything, but Jesus Christ! <laughs> I ordered. So, um, my yeah. order was a month before the Black Friday order, and I still haven't gotten it. So yeah. So oh my god! I don't know if that's gonna come in time for Adepticon or not at this point. So I'm starting to make alternate plans. <laughs> Got it. That yeah, puts our Adepticon in jeopardy. There was the drop dead date on having that to get it done and ready. Well, it's me. It's about so, two days. <laughs> well, I would like it to look nice for once, but... Uh, All your I stuff would, looks nice. Three days. <laughs> three days. I'm sorry. Yeah, three days. Yeah. You might get to paint some eyes. I might need to paint some eyes, yeah. I, I'm going to call it Valentine's Day. If I don't have it in my hands by then, I'll One month go from today. Two. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's, oh, that's still pretty short notice to paint an army. Yeah, I um, could do that, though. But any more than that, I'm just going to be pissed off with how it looks, so... Fair, and that's and that's the frustration with rush painting something is is you don't yep. really want to be rush painting it. Right, it's already going to be rushed at Valentine's Day, but it's going to be super rushed if it's later than that. So, right. Well, actually, fair, the points are the points are pretty low. So, I mean, I put mine together and I'm like, okay, I've got like four squads of six guys. Yeah. Right. Well, so is your alternative what I the the armored platoon? Yes, it'll but it'll be. <laughs> But it'll probably be an armored car platoon. Right. Yeah, yeah. Not as so. tanks. Because why would you bring them? You can't bring them any tanks. Well, you can, but you get like two, three. Right, that's what I'm saying. You, get, you don't like, get a hey, couple. Hey, three dice in the bag. Watch out for me, baby. Right. Well, yeah. with the teams, is the, the, the total... Now. With the team tournament, the total is between Jeff and I. So if I say, okay, Jeff, you're going to have 200 points of it, I'm only going to take the 400 or whatever it is. You can do that. Right. Right, but then no, between us, well, we're still going to have like eight order dice. Right, and we're going to get raffles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to do that so much, but you want to. I'd rather like, be doing yeah, the stomping. I, I, I find it far more enjoyable. Agreed. Yeah, I do. I did like how they were doing that this year, where it was a little bit flexible. So if you wanted to make your tank platoon a little bigger, you could. Yeah. You can get that one extra guy, and you can kind of flex points between the two lists. I think that is actually very nice compared to what they've done in previous years. Just, just I really like split. that change. Yeah, versus like, yeah, because what is it? It's 1,000 points together? Uh, I want to say 1,200. 1,200, so you like each get 600 in the previous iteration, so it's kind of like you have to utilize all your points and you have to utilize all your points, and then basically, you know, you're not getting anywhere. You know, the armor platoon is like, what, maybe three vehicles? If you bring maybe. tanks, yeah. Like... Well, yeah, because we played a guy that did that the last time, Rick. And yeah, he had three, three Panzer threes. Oh, we had a we had a three Sherman list, and he was he was that was uh, that was Seamus. Yeah, I think, and he was really frustrated with like, hey, oh, oh, he a three bag. Dice yeah, a dice finally got drawn for me, and then we blew up all his stuff, and he was like, and now I don't get to play anymore. <laughs> We're like, I'm well, sorry. I, I played a guy who had three Pan, Panzer threes, and my artillery yeah. strike knocked out two of them. And like the beginning of turn two, and he was like, "So that just happened, right?" And that's a real danger playing a low model count list, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I mean, you, you are going to run into some of that. It's not, yeah. it's not perfect. Yeah, but I do like now that you're, you know, I need seven hundred points, so I can I can flex a hundred points out of it. That seems yeah. reasonable. Well, and if I bring an armored car list as opposed to an armored tank list, I can get a few more dice in the bag for fewer points. So sure. And you could get, uh, you could get, probably, 
10 Panzer 1s. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to remember if any Panzer 1s are still on the list at that point. I don't think they well, are. Well, say, remember, we kind of... Kind of soft, kind of soft slash hard committed to doing Western Desert. So, we yeah, did. fair, and, and we okay. will, and it's fine. So, I mean, I will make. They had plenty of two two twos. Yeah, they tiger, had a lot of just a just a tiger, just one tiger. Uh, not in Western but, Desert and early war. Yeah, not till forty. No, you still have three? to follow. Yeah, forty. Well, you have to yeah, follow one of the one of the campaign selectors. Right, they did have they did have Panthers there though, they didn't them. they? No, no Panthers, no. No. So they didn't, they didn't have any of the kitties, okay. Uh, they had Panzer IVs, which right. get mistaken yeah, for yeah. kitties. But Not until the kitties were made. Like, like it, Which is funny, you know, if Western Desert's 42, like, tigers didn't exist yet. No. So right. how does Tiger Fear exist? That shouldn't exist until if later selectors. But anyway, besides the point, so it sounds like you're working that's on a That's a different book we already covered. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think we did that. I don't see ep- see episode twenty one. I have no idea what episode. Good luck. Probably twenty seven. Um, yeah, pull, search of twenty six. Well, I mean, <laughs> I got to do yeah. something in the interim. So I was like, I've got these Polish guys I bought on a really good for uh, summer sales. I might as well screw it. I might as well paint them up. Uh, were those Warlord or are those a different company? No, that's uh, Crusader, Crusader Miniatures. Okay. Yeah, I was looking at those same models. I think during the same sale, and I almost pulled the trigger on them. Man, the deal was so good. I got the whole platoon for like thirty bucks. I, I, yeah, it was dirt cheap. Yeah. I was like, ah, oh, man, I really wish I, I shouldn't. I'm glad I didn't. But I was actually looking at the French while I was there too. Oh yeah. Because I think was the French on sale or was it just the Polish? No, French were too. I just I have so damn many of them. Right, you already have most of the Crusader. <laughs> I, I know. Couldn't, yeah. I couldn't justify buying more. Fair, fair. I mean, point. I want to. I just I can't ever get them in a list. Right. All right. Well, that sounds like you're kind of got your hands full as far as bolt action stuff going, and I've oh, seen God, some yeah. other painting you're doing. So, yeah, you're busy. And I have um, the aliens part of the bolt action done. stuff, or <laughs> well, in an alternate universe, sure, like K forty two, sure, why not? But uh, or K forty seven, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, yeah but episode... I got all the blood red skies planes painted too. I'm running out of shit to paint. I can send some. I can send some blood red skies over to your house. I'll. I'll Airmail it over. I mean, bring it Thursday. You'll have it the next Thursday done. <laughs> I know. Well, unfortunately, I won't be there this Thursday or would. No. So uh, now that we've gotten your hobby stuff out of the way, Dale brought up a good point that it's the new year. It's the new us. It's the new snafu. It's time to talk about what our New Year's hobby resolutions are. Well, same, same snafu. It's, it's just 2019. <laughs> well, yes, we're going to stop saying... Hope you like the music. We don't know what it is yet. Why? That should be our catch. No, we won't. <laughs> no, we won't. Um, do any of you guys, I, I personally actually have a resolution this year that is kind of, I don't know if it's lofty, but I'm going to start logging all my paint time and all my hobby time. Basically say, you know, I'm, I'm keeping track of the stuff that I have on my paint desk and I'm basically going to start. Did your wife you ask know, you to do track it? of no, this is something I wanted to do because I actually I've been reading up on a couple other a couple guys I follow on Twitter that are doing the same thing, and they're like it's actually very insightful to see how 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 you use your time or utilize your hobby time, and what you do with it and how long a model took and what you got out of it. So it's in a way almost more rewarding for what you were able to put into a model. I guess is kind of what it's kind of what I was reading or seeing people's reaction to it is like. You know, I put 10, model, 10, 10 hours in on this model, and it looks amazing, and I'm super satisfied with it. 
and it only took me 10 hours or holy crap that model took me 100 hours and it looks like poo you know do you, do you but at least the they're getting staring off in space going what in the crap should i do next we're just logging through the model painting. Yeah. Uh, well, that's that's work time. I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah. interject okay. that I've never spent ten hours on a single model. I, I don't know how many hours I've spent on any single model. That's why I'm actually curious yeah. to sit down and basically say, this you know I this step took you know I had twenty models because most of the time I'm batch painting, so it's like this this step took me, you know I have twenty models and I batch painted them all. And it took me about five hours to do. So you divide that out over time, you know, figure that out. So you figure out how many models your infantry take and all that stuff. And like, you know, I probably have never spent 10 hours on a given model either. But I'm also looking at it for like, what models am I actually going to have intentions of painting this year? Because I know that my time is going to be limited coming up soon. So I kind of want to like, look at what I'm like, what do I intend to paint this year? And what would I what would I hope to achieve even given, you know, like I'm going to have time constraints. How about you cool. guys? Did you have anything like Dale? Did you seem to have one? Cause you suggested this idea. Yeah, I am. Um, I do, but I like yours. I might, I might have to try that out to kind of just see how much time I do actually spend hobbying and not show my wife. Cause she might be justified. And when she gets angry at me, um, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, no, for me, it, was, it wasn't going to be a goal, per se, because I'm pretty good at, like, this is my goal. And, but I wanted to um, I wanna play 26 miniature games this year. It doesn't have to be bolt action, per se. But the last year, I spent so much time just kind of hobbying and doing other hobbies that I didn't actually play a lot. And I missed that. So I want to make sure that I try to, to do 26. And that's not bad. Average of one every, every two other, weeks. Yeah. So, yeah, so clarification on that. You, miniature, you mean tabletop, not like condensed version of the game? Uh, I mean like tabletop, like um, that, yeah. like bolt action or... Uh, not like 20 minutes, got it, check. That was a miniature game, we got like it. That. So. <laughs> I get you. I like that goal. Okay. I, I remember this goal used to exist as a 50-game challenge <laughs> a couple uh, years yeah. ago. Once... <laughs> like, once uh, once every week, and I was doing a lot of tournaments at that time. Yeah, and I think I got to like forty. You got close, or something like that. So yeah, that was kept, that sounded exhausting. Yeah, but I was I was really good at. Well, I mean, you play a lot and you get good at the game, and that's what happened. Sure. So no, yeah. totally true. And it's it definitely rewards itself. It's but it's just a matter of fifty games. Is you like trying to sneak games in to, two times a week? You're like, or you're trying to sneak two games in on a Thursday, whatever. Like it, it, it gets you to sign be a up for every bolt action tournament that you right. can. Yeah, exactly. You're not like I'm not gonna you're not gonna be picky at all or anything like that. So right. So you, it, it's it's a it's a commitment. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just a commitment. Yeah. So cool, Jeff, Pat. Either of you guys have any resolutions this year? <clears throat> oh boy. Um, related to... to Warhammer or not Warhammer bolt action? I let, I let Pat have this one first. <laughs> Hobby resolution. Yes. Hobby resolution. How about to get my 3D printer status up and running? Whatever that is. So exactly. buy a Prussia? Whether it's that or figure out how to get this one fixed or if uh, go sell some plasma somewhere to buy a new one, I don't know. But uh, I, I really enjoyed <laughs> the summer printing that stuff off and, you know, rushing and squeezing our prints into certain, uh, into the weekends and stuff like that and getting that done and turning around and painting that train and getting it going. I mean, I want to do that again. That's pretty cool. Right on, man. Right on. 
Sell that one, sell that one for scrap? I don't know. Uh, you know, the parts might be usable, I'm not so sure. Should bronze there it. might be it might be a case where I get something different and I get that rolling and I you know a year or so down the road I find out some tricks or how to actually get it up and running and then I have two. Yeah, oh, even better. Oh, there you go. That might yeah, be the that's even better. Yeah, even better. Sweet. I like that goal. It's a great goal. You guys got good goals, man. <laughs> <laughs> I just came up with it. Just it makes sense. Mark inspired yeah. me. Is you? It's awesome. I don't know what the hell my goal would be because I do a ton of hobby stuff all the time, so it's kind of hard to set goals when you accomplish a lot already. Fair. <laughs> what if your goal is to yeah. not backslide and do less? That's a, that's a goal. That's a goal, I guess. Yeah, sure. To maintain. Okay. I can maintain. That's a good goal. Status quo. Actually, you know what? I got I got I got a goal for this year. At some point, God knows when, I will spend ten hours painting a single miniature and see what I can do. There you go. That's actually <laughs> yeah. a good goal. Be that a is goal actually that is a good goal. That's a That's goal. Good. How many times will like, you paint it? So. <laughs> uh, one miniature. I'll try not to strip it and restart, or, or build so many layers. Well, like that would count. One miniature. That I'm going to paint it ten times. <laughs> Well, you know, and maybe that maybe that's a different challenge in itself. Is like you take one model or one, you get ten models that are the same or similar, and you paint each of them for an hour. Because I bet you probably don't even spend an hour in each model. No, like like there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not like suggesting that's a bad thing. I'm just saying is like maybe even just doing ten models for an hour each might get you more gains at this point. Versus ten, like ten hours might be a stretch on any model. Like I'm not gonna lie, an infantry model would take. 10 hours would be insanely bad. Like You have would, to find the right model. Yeah, you, you, definitely. Well, you could try you doing that made-up uh, Xenophil highlight thing, too. Yeah. <laughs> I, got, I got an idea. Or, or Xenophobe highlight? Which one is it again? Xenophobe, Jesus. <laughs> not, definitely not a Xenophobe. I'll buy 10 of the exact same model, and I'll spend an hour on one and two hours on two on the second and three hours on the third, and we'll just see how much better it gets before I lose returns on time investing. Okay. That would be a really interesting experiment. I like that. That would be. I think I'll do that this year, and we'll see what we end up with. That's like that's like that's more hours than you think. Well, it's a ton of hours, but I got nothing but time, man. Right. No, that's fair. That's and that's actually interesting. I would love to see how that. I'd like to see that too. Actually, maybe maybe not the same model, but like a ten man squad. Right. Something very similar. Yeah. Right. Right. And just see, you know, at what point do I like? I get to where the model looks amazing, and then when do I start losing return on investment? Right. I have well, no idea on that. We're going to be talking about about the new the new book, and you seem pretty high on on the motorcycles with sidecars. So maybe grab ten of those. I've already got six painted, man. <laughs> we'll strip them. And start them. <laughs> I'm not Jesus Christ. I'm not stripping resin. That'd be way. I would rather that's, just buy ten new ones. Than that's strip that's resin. a that's quite a gamble, actually. I'm, yeah, I'm you sure you have ten Poli- Polish lancers, so use those. You know, I actually don't have a single lancer because I'm doing it. I'm, I'm doing an armored train list. Oh, that's right. Well, don't do Darn 10 it. armored trains because that would be silly. That would be amazing, <laughs> but I don't know what I'd ever do with them. Except put them out as objectives and I could snap them. It would be an interesting like, train yard. Every every, ta- every table gets an armored train on it. Here you go. <laughs> there you go. That's like the, it's well, like the Oprah of trains. And you get a train. You I get a train. I talked to Dale about this at one point about if we had train tracks in every every board and all of a sudden the the, the armored train shows up instead of the armored car. 
<laughs> like cutting Rot off row. the board while they're on it. <laughs> yeah, Rot you're like, oh, indeed. shit. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, Jeff will come different. over and run the train against both of you. <laughs> I, I will make... I will make the engine, I will mount it on like a little toy engine underneath it so it will actually drive itself down the tracks. Right, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, like, and have it randomly stop wherever. Yep. Yeah, round and round she goes where she stops, nobody knows. Yep, where she stops is that's where it's, that's where it's after this game. That would be hilarious. <laughs> like, pre-deployment, it just all of a sudden is like, oh, it's in the middle of this table today. We, we have to Turn play, in your uh, table assignments and then we'll find out where the train is. Yeah, from, exactly. From Mr. Rogers' neighborhood as it goes oh, up the, and moves back uh, and forth. What is the trolley's name? Dang it, I know what you're talking about. Trolley? <laughs> the, 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 is it just called trolley? Yeah, it's just called trolley. Yeah, it's, it's the trolley. And ring, ring, and then just, yeah. And then the song. Yeah, the little whistle, and yeah. 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 That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, those are all actually really good goals. I I, I like that. I think that's a, it's a good thing to do every year, to set something, at least try and do something with it, so... We'll we'll see how it works. I'll try and I don't. I'll probably post my log on Facebook whenever I update it. I don't know how. I've just started putting in the models that are on my paint desk now, and basically trying to figure out what else I'm going to add to it so I have some models on there. So right on. anyway, all right. So let's let's dig in. I try and remember the name of this book. Is it the Battle of France? <laughs> Campaign Battle of France. Ding ding ding, ding 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 ding. Yeah. Well, me, so you are correct. Well, sir. it would help if I not. If I, uh, forgotten it somewhere that I shouldn't have. I don't want to remind Pat again because I'm, I'm a damn ball. it. Yeah, I know. All right, so we. <laughs> I tried to do stuff and, to help you, and, and you, you really did try way. to help me. I, I sometimes I do. I sometimes untie my untie my shoelaces to see how far I can run. Anyway, so let's let's de- dive in. How long has this been book been out now? Uh, came out uh, mid, just before Apparition Snafu, so mid-November. Sounds okay. Like early to mid-November, yeah. Wow, we're a little late on this one, but that's okay. I We've been this busy. This one got a weird release from them. Um, yeah, Warlord we were really busy. Pimping, well, Warlord was really pimping Western Desert. They were. And then they weren't pimping this one nearly as hard, so this one kind of just snuck out there. Yeah. So I, 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 the I would Osprey, agree. Osprey Publishing had their release date set for late November. <coughs> that was what was on the Osprey Publishing website. And Warlord apparently opted out of that and released it about two weeks early. Yeah, I had it on pre-order from Warlord, and I got it. And I was like, oh, holy crap, I didn't think this was coming out for a while. So, Yeah, which is to me is very interesting in a sense that, like, Western Desert seems like a pretty big thing to, like you said, pimp out. And they didn't do a very do it for very long. They, they did a lot of it for, like, Sea Lion, and, like, here's new units, here's new units, and then they, like... They feel like they kind of like blew the load on on Western Desert, so to speak, and like well, everything yeah, came were, out at once, and that was it. They were doing quarterly, basically quarterly quarterly releases, and then these like came out what then what two months of each like, other, like bam back bam back almost yeah yeah. So I don't know if, if one of them got held a, up and yeah. I was gonna say if I can offer a thesis on this, I ha- I think I might know what happened, but. They're not that big a company, even though, you know, they have so many game systems. Mm-hmm. And I think they were grinding hard through the Cruel Seas releases, getting all that's that stuff I think together. As well. Sure. And it just over, I think it swamped them. Oh, that's, that's probably a distinct possibility is that, yes. Yeah, and it's gonna, also. It's overlapping the audience, so. 
Which is, it's also interesting because it's still, like, they still pre-Black Friday another, a, a different campaign book, which I think is an interesting, yeah. like, the I would have one. thought, well, no, just even this one was shortly before Black Friday. Oh, yeah. Right? Sure. The, you know, like, this is right before Thanksgiving time frame. So, it it just, it, it was kind of weird timing in my, like, I can't see why they well, would it, do this, but, well, yeah, they, you're right. Well, they do they source were. them to different writers, and, you know, the follow-up with that could be different as far as going through the editing process. And it could have just been two different teams worked at different paces. I don't know. No, t- no, totally. But uh, coming from a marketing background, I would have sat on one of them for a little while. Just, you know, like, let's let's get a little bit more of the Western Desert book before we move into another campaign. Because people are, you know, just buying their, you know, their 8th Army not their like actual eighth army, but the the British not, not the eighth army. army. They might be their eighth army too, but you know, are they just buying into the DAC army? And now you're already like, hey, here's a fr- get a French army or a, or a new Hungarian army or whatever. We'll get into what's in here. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like it just they they're Spoiler jumping alert, no back Hungarian and forth army. from two campaigns and just didn't give this one a lot of time for anyone to like actually get something for it. So I don't know. Well, Those melee thoughts. And I mean, we saw stuff previews for this stuff all summer i mean we knew it was that's true coming and the, and the people that are really into like campaign france are super excited but i tend to agree with you that it like just sort of uh was a lot of foreplay and not much action at the end yeah and that actually is probably the bigger thing is that there wasn't a lot to support this either like they, they released the book but then there wasn't anything really after it but you know i there's probably some smart person that has a better idea as to why they would do this obviously someone made the decision and that's you know either way we ended up with a book so i guess They're why am I complain? who cares yeah <laughs> yeah i guess so well, let's dive think, yeah yeah sorry yeah. and it's just gonna western desert's always been more popular amongst war gamers so right it seems like that's an easy one to like like do a lot of i would feel like you could get a lot more out of it release at the beginning of the summer and have a whole summer campaign based around western desert would have been easily feasible in my mind but agreed i don't i don't know it would have been it would have been fun to see if they had done more with it but following a book right behind it makes it a little bit more difficult to do that because now they obviously have to move on to that book and now they're going to move on like what's next budapest Uh, i think so yeah like there are there are more coming so like it's they're Mm -hmm. not stopping which i'm not complaining about that it's fun that they're making more stuff Korea's coming soon too, I think. Uh, yeah, it's it's this year sometime. This year sometime. It's, I, I don't think it's till after April. I'm not sure though. Don't quote me. Right. On that. It's. I mean, it's it's in the it's I in the nearest future. Know. It's like by this year. I I know they teased it for twenty. Well, this year just started, so, I so no I'm hoping when. so. Fair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you, you never know. Like, how long oh, by the way, Happy New Year. Take. If we haven't said that yet. Right. Yeah. Mid mid to late January, but that's the first episode of the year for us. Mm-hmm. Well, that's how we roll. So I, yeah, that is how we roll. All right, which so means we've been at this for like two years, which is sort uh, of crazy to think about. Eight, uh, yeah, close-ish. We're I think we're at like nineteen, twenty months. When did we start? May. I thought it was. In I feel like January, we've had this discussion. Well, they knew who before. we were at the first Adepticon wow. two years ago. So that's a fair point. Yeah, so it's been that long. All mm-hmm. right, wow, holy cow. Hey, wow, still I'm like, exhausted already. There you go. Me too. Yeah, we're only getting older, Jeff. All right. So let's dig into this book. So Podcasting is not the fun of youth. Someone write that down. Podcast is not the what? It's not the fountain of youth. Somebody write that down. We're going to make a podcast about it. <laughs> we can make a, another go. podcast about 
how it ages us, yes. How um, podcasting ages you. So does everything else. Pat, you I, age me. I still feel young. I don't, you guys are just something else. <laughs> You're not doing it right. <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> Too many jokes. Must click mute. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm biting my tongue right now. Anyway. All right. So let's dive into this book. It's obviously about France. It's obviously early war. What do we got going for us? So it's British Germans. No, French Germans. I mean, I, I guess French, maybe British. Germans, British, Italy, all the, all the usual players in Europe. So, so the big four. Per se, obviously, no in, Americans in yet. No, yeah. well, not early war. Early war, yeah, not an early war. So it's okay. So, where does the book begin? Does it start? Like, I'm looking at your outline, and I, I haven't got, I barely got to look through it before I lost it. Um, okay, <laughs> Jeff, do you war. want to give a historical? Pony war. Do you want sure. to give yeah, a historical overview yeah. for us? Sure, I'll Please. put this book in its in its proper time context. Uh, you. Your book. <laughs> starts in the phony war and the phony war if anyone doesn't know what it is is the time um, after Germany invades Poland mm-hmm. uh, Great Britain and France declare war on Germany but they don't Probably really do, do anything yeah. <laughs> right uh, France advances I think like five miles into Germany and then they all kind of stop once they're out of artillery Great Britain kind of gives them that no 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 don't do that that's bad is that no, it's just Great Britain. It. They weren't ready. They weren't ready. No, they well, weren't. No, because they France, just got done. France World was ready. One. France was ready. France could have done more. France just didn't want to do more at that point, and so they didn't do more at that point. So they kind of just. This is the part, the phony war, anyways, when we just sort of hang Poland out to dry, and then Poland falls relatively, relatively quickly. Uh, and we spend the entire winter doing the the French spend the entire winter basically doing nothing holding serve so they don't do they don't advance they don't really even fight with the Germans very much they just sort of sit on the border and on the Maginot line and, and kind of I guess just hope it all goes away I don't know okay so that's that's the phony war and that's where this book's going to start um, and if you want the brief over for the rest of it it's going to go all the way through the initial invasion of the low countries uh, and then into France and then it'll End out, I believe, with uh, Case Red and the final fall of France. So, and taking of the Maginot Line from the back. So, yeah, it's so it the last scenario covers the birth so of the resistance. Awesome. Yeah. So this cool. is the, all right for those people who have seen the movie. This, this does actually have a scenario around Dunkirk. Right. Okay. This will cover Dunkirk evacuation, and then, and then the two and two and a half or three weeks after that, when. The rest of northern France is invaded and taken over by the Germans until the initial, uh, until the final uh, French surrender. Armistice. Okay, that part didn't make the movie. No. <laughs> nobody, nobody really wants to <clears throat> remember that. Yeah. Right. Well, it doesn't make for a great movie either, quite honestly. Not to quote you know, somebody like, worse. Oh, okay, we. Right. Mm. But we surrender at the end of the movie is not exactly as exciting as, hey, we get off the beach. We didn't all die in the horrific way we were probably going to right. so you know like story-wise makes a difference it does yeah all right so uh were there any like so i see dunkirk written was how is that scenario since that's that's a big deal in this whole thing actually that's like it honestly special? 
probably the fa- my favorite scenario that I've actually read through in this entire book. That and the one before it. <laughs> so they I can't imagine have... that they would spend some time. Oh, they spent some serious time on Dunkirk scenario. It was very cool. Uh, they even okay. went so far as to, in the back of the book, they wrote special rules for um, actually getting your airplane strikes and stuff like that into... And actually say in the rules, so are the, the air campaign rules? Come on, give me your page. Air battles. So the very back of the book, in 115, they actually go through air battle rules, and they do it in kind of an abstract fashion, and they actually say in these rules, this is only set, we only wrote these figures out for the Dunkirk scenario alone. So they came up with like four pages of special rules just for the Dunkirk scenario with the dive bombers coming in, and Jeez. all the different attacks, and deal with the loading of the ships, pushing the ships out. They deal with the small merchant ships coming in. Really cool written scenario, but to be perfectly honest, I prefer the one Jeff wrote that we played out about a year ago, <laughs> before Dunkirk came uh, out. That one was... Actually, okay. you know what? From what they had, it was kind of like we should really check Dreamers for a microphone or some cameras, because it was kind of eerie. It was pretty close to accurate yeah. stuff. Now, was this the scenario we had the four docks and we were trying yes. to... Was that, was that the Dunkirk one? Where they the were yes. bombarding from, from... You had a choice of either bombarding or coming in to try and get people off. Is that what it was? It was a yeah, good was, scenario. Right. The opponents, the opponents, the attacking force could decide whether to occupy, you know, bombard a dock and basically make everybody just sit tight there and freeze right. a dock or not. So That's right. Okay. Yeah. They, they would I, stop I like the what they wrote. I... You know, I liked what I wrote too. <laughs> they're, so. they're having played what you wrote and not having played what they wrote, so far my preference is for yours. But I think if we played this, I think it'd be really fun too. It sounded yeah, really good. I think good. this looks really fun. Yeah. So they had I mean, they, a lot they of rules the, about. They include the big ships and they give them points to sink them and stuff like that, and they include the little. Little merchant vessels that came in, or the private vessels that came in under the shallows to load people on, and how many people can get on there. And basically, it comes down to so to even consider a wing condition, and they have a static number of uh, British troops you can have. It's an exact list of what you have, and you have to get a minimum of six of them safely off on these ships to get a tie. Yep, that sounds right. Cool. That's that's that is cool. I wonder if so these rules are really good. Okay, I was wondering if these rules might lead into some cruel seas, blood red sky. Do you have any feel like that? Maybe this could tie, like maybe they were thinking about that when that. they wrote it. This okay. is too late for that consideration. But uh, I mean, they very very abstract the air rules, and basically it just came down to uh, so each player has a number of let's we'll just say for lack of a better term, chits because I don't feel like turning the page. Of you have this many. Um, airstrikes, you have this many flak, how many committing, we each roll a dice, determine the result, and see who gets a result, look at a chart, this is what now happens. So it's very, very abstract. If that makes okay. sense. I think it would play better, um, just because I always like improving this, if you just had two guys playing a game of Blood Red Skies next to your table. Well, yeah. And every, and, and, every, and every bomber the, the German player gets through is a, is a bombing run on your Dunkirk game. You know, I think it'd be fun as hell. That'd be awesome. Yeah, why? Yeah, we could make it happen. We can easily make that happen. I I have a sneaking suspicion because I think isn't Normandy coming up too? This Normandy book is coming. 
There's a big I'll, anniversary of Normandy coming. Yeah, up. if I was yeah. going to take a wild guess, it'd be around. It would be around June sixth of this coming year. <laughs> <laughs> I just give like or take, yeah. say so a it's day. Maybe something special, <laughs> right. special from Warlord. Then maybe so. maybe they'll drop it the night before. <clears throat> airdrop sure. it to everyone. <laughs> airdrop it. I'm just. Everyone gets an, a special airdrop. That'd be amazing. Not likely, but I was just thinking that maybe there might be a little bit of Cruel Seas, Blood Red Sky overlap in there. Maybe I don't know. Maybe. We'll Honestly, I'd know. be disappointed if there time. wasn't. Yeah, I, and we might have to eat those words, but I'm hoping that there is. Well, no, I can be disappointed and continue to play bolt action, but you know, true, good point. You're very true. Very good point. All right, so so Dunkirk, we so we started with the one that everyone likes, um, which is in the middle you know of who the, the players scenarios, are. by the way. Yeah, is it more than one scenario, or is it several They're, scenarios? They uh, have twelve scenarios. Dunkirk is one scenario in the book. They have 12 total scenarios. Okay. So it, it seems a little lighter on scenarios in previous books. Well, what, I mean, what was Western Desert? Month. <laughs> I, that felt like there was a lot. Yeah, that's two years of battling. This fair. Is this, is a, this is one month versus day. And, okay, and fair. Week, so. Market Garden yeah. was so, a lot. Market yeah. Garden was 25. Uh, Western Desert was. Hang on, there's a lot of special rules in Western Desert. Holy balls! Uh, was 19. <laughs> but uh, so side by side comparison, Western Desert is almost three eighths of an inch thicker. You're talking Western Desert was 161 you pages, them? and okay. 128 for Battle of France. Take that for okay. whatever you want. And oddly well, enough, so Market Garden, which we had, what, 25 scenarios? was only 116 pages. Okay. A little more straightforward. I don't... I mean, if you but think Mark about Garden it... Also like didn't how Jeff, sure. Well, that's a good point, yeah. But if you put it in context, like how Jeff just described it, in, like the, the fall of France was, you said a month? By six weeks ish. Okay. Six weeks. Yeah, six, six weeks. And then, you know, Western Desert, you said was two years. Yeah. So if you divide it out per <clears> the time periods that each of these took, this is still a fair number of scenarios. Like, that's that's not so bad. Yeah, but you I, probably just want to highlight the big engagements and, sure. and those interesting storylines. Yeah. Right. Well, and Western Desert's going to need more because there's a lot more asymmetrical warfare in the Western Desert campaign. I mean, there's okay. the LRDG raids on airfields and pickup trucks and there's mm-hmm. you know a lot more uh, a lot more open space it, it's yes it, the battles were more varied and different than traditional battles whereas the fall of France is uh, a very quick by military campaign standards but you know I mean there's only so many battles you can fight in six weeks before well and you're losing that badly that <laughs> yeah know, and there was right. one tactic that was never effectively countered right so. right Okay, that was the hit and fade. Uh, except they didn't fade. That was the blitzkrieg. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Well, sorry. Wrong the book. The bull rush. Battle of France. Straightforward. Yeah. Right. yeah. The the yeah. big right. defensive wall that they just rolled around and they're like the French are like, oh crap, that oh. didn't work. Well, right. Yeah, we'll, France, we'll France is playing. It. France is playing Mac, and they haven't figured out you got to punch bald bull on the third bounce, right? I mean, they just getting smashed by the guy. What was that a reference of? Are you kidding me? Mike Tyson's punch out. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> like, if you know where like, to punch the guy, you win immediately. But if you right. don't, he wrecks you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. Ball bull. Yeah. Yeah, ball bull. So, <laughs> it's been a long he was time. Bald. Yeah. Very and he was very a bull. So. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So <laughs> the other thing I found really interesting about this is that they uh, they have a lot of special characters, mm-hmm. which it would be nice if Bolt Action never gave some rules for allowing special characters in other than just like, hey, sure, why not? they got points. Go for it. Uh, like they've got they've got Rommel in the Battle of France, which I forget who I was talking to, but they totally forgot that Rommel made his name in in the, the European market before he went to become the Desert Rat. That's why he got to become the Desert Rat, exactly. No, he's not the Desert Rat. Was he the Desert, Desert Fox? Fox? Desert Fox. Desert Fox. <laughs> you might want to call Desert him the Fox. Rat. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> like yes. The the desert rats are the British. I'm like that doesn't Some, make sense. Someone changes to a foreign language where it's all just desert rodent. <laughs> desert <laughs> rodent. <laughs> yeah, desert fox. Yeah, so they got Rommel. Yeah, they got. True. I think I saw. Le, I think I saw Leclerc in here, which is cool. And uh, like Pierre Boulet. Bullet. I don't know how to say his last name. I apologize Lewis. to our French listeners. I cannot. Yeah, there's a bunch of French name. people. Chef Louis. We have not said that a chef in here. Capital Chef Louis Brinagjank. I'm sure that's. Wrong. I wish I had the books now. Wow, <laughs> Captain it's Pierre Boulet. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, that guy's a beast. Uh, Lance Corporal Harry Nicholas. Uh, that might be an American. No, that's not. There's no, too many L's and H's yeah, in there. He's yeah. British. If he's got a Harry British, Nicholas, British always put extra letters <laughs> and things. I'm not sure why. That dude has to have a huge like Magnum PI mustache. Probably. I hope he does. Like, gotta. What, what was the name? So of they have at least one? four special characters in there, which is very cool. The okay. stars are very nice. Uh, like I said, at Dunkirk, they got the, the mag. Sorry, what? Any any interesting rules with those special characters? Well, no. I mean, did anything um, did anything I mean, stick out to you? What does Rommel? It, what say, what but, special rule does Rommel well, yeah. have? What, what, right. Yeah. What does Rommel have? Let, let's go to the big let's rat. Let's Fox. Yes, uh, the desert fox. Yes, the fox desert rat. fox rat. <laughs> so Rommel is treated. Bat. So Rommel's a one eighty veteran, and he can have up to two other men with him, some machine gun sure. or rifle. Uh, if you get the model from the book, he's got a pistol. So whatever. Uh, he's treated to fight. He's treated as a major. So as far as snap okay. to action and morale bonus. He is an anti-tank specialist. Any anti-tank gun within six inches of Rommel may re-roll their rolls to hit when firing against <laughs> tanks or fully tracked vehicles. So any anti-tank you have in your army? Is that is there an aura? That he's within six inches range? of. Any anti-tank Man. artillery unit within six inches of Rommel. Re-roll their hit to hit roll. So, like, if you, one I'm sorry, if you're snapping to action, why are you not sitting in the middle of an artillery pit? Right, so you got one or two 88s or an 88 and a... I suppose 88s yeah. next to you, or... I guess it's artillery. So yeah, re-roll to hit on those, because you don't have to re-roll the wound very often. No. No. <laughs> you just, like, you really don't want them to miss, I suppose. Right. Mm-hmm. Early, early war in 88 is going to go through anything, so... But only if it's shooting at a tracked vehicle. Fully tracked. Tank or half-track. Okay. Tank, oh, I have tank or fully tracked. Tank or fully tracked. Fully tracked. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. There's very few tanks with wheels because they call them armored cars. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> right. <laughs> Fair. 
Okay, I'm. I I'm, how many points? One eighty. One eighty. Yeah, well, one. That's that's a lot. The two girls with him are free though. Woo! Yeah, <laughs> they are. <laughs> and he's still a major, so I mean. Sure, but he's a major sitting on top of an artillery piece, like. Like you're not you're not really utilizing your major if he's sitting next to your your maybe I guess maybe if you have two eighty eights. Sure. Intimidation factor. I've got Rommel on my side. What do you got? <laughs> and then you're like, here, let me show you does. <laughs> and we're early. I have no tanks or he, fully he, tracked vehicles. He right. is still a major, and he still has the German snap to action rule. Fair. Yes. So yes. five. So and I'm gonna say, so that's I, five units can snap. Any anti-tank guns with your plus one are, are re-rolling to hit. That's pretty that's good. a regular it's, major cost trick. No, I know. I understand. I, I understand. I know you have easy arm weapon. What's the cost? I, I'd want my major doing something other than just babysitting uh, artillery piece. You know, that's all I'm saying. Is like it, which is it seems flavorful for him, I guess, but not. But not what he, I would want to be doing with a major or 180 not, points for that matter. What you're not realizing is he's not just babysitting your artillery piece. He's babysitting your artillery piece, your two MMG teams near him, and two squads of infantry near him, in which case you've got a giant fire base that nobody's going to do anything Sure, to. as long as you don't have to like go out and claim objectives. That's that, Yeah, you're right. Uh, like, it like, could be. Also, totally also consider your scenarios. There's a lot of scenarios in here where the sure. Germans have double the points of their opponent. Well, yeah, then, then why not bring it? Right. Right. So, if you can afford to have the extra points, then yeah, I would totally still bring it. Especially if you're bringing it. Let's, like let's jump on to let's jump on to Chef Louis. Chef Louis, does he cook food? Well, uh, Caporeal or Corporal, we'd call it Chef Louis. Something I don't want to say again. So he's <laughs> a seventy-point veteran. Uh, he's got two men with him. He, okay, so this guy is a light anti-tank gun. He's got gun shield, which you expect, team weapon fixed. He's a resolute defender is his special rule. The, the gun crew demonstrates a calm resolve in the face of overwhelming odds. They may ignore the effects of having one pin marker assigned to them. So any activation, the unit with only one pin marker automatically does it. But once they get two, it counts as two. So basically a French dude who just, like said, tossed le fromage towards the Germans. Throw the cheese? Yeah. He's, he's a good anti-tank gunner that's pretty okay. pretty tough to yeah. pin out. So. Sure. Or at least he ignores that first pin. That's pretty solid. That is pretty good. I like that. So, and here, Here's the one that just drove me just, oh my God, how the editor missed this. I just want to just like beat my head against their own wall. Captain Pierre Billet, Billier, however you decided to pronounce that, so this guy's a 314 veteran, and he's in he's in a Char Buen Bliss, G, and so and I I totally miss what's going on with this. So he's got the one turret rule, whatever. Um, so his special rules are ex, exceptional commander. No, the normal one man turret rule stated for the Char Buen Bliss description does not apply. This is not necessary to make an order test when issuing advance orders, and the tank is not pinned. He's slow. Mm-hmm. He's this armored is. all around. No yep. modifier. Okay, so we get that. But then he has these skills added to him, which you then have to go back to the Tank Wars book, which is nope. push oh, through, adrenaline rush, again? strict discipline, and lucky. 
Hmm. So the skills are something from Tank Wars. Oh. So. Well, the bro is in a big ass tank. So. Sure, but I yeah. I, I don't we like having to rules. reference other books. Just yeah. put the rules in the book. Yeah. And I, like, let me tell you, I went cover to right. cover, page to page, and they do not reprint these at all. You have to go into the Tank Wars book to get those. Which I, I'd find, but, like, there's been rumors for so long. Like, I've I've literally held off buying a Tank War book because I'm like, I've heard so many rumors about, you know, like, there's a new Tank Wars coming. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to buy this book then if there's going to be a new one in the near horizon. But, Okay. All right. I snaked a free PDF in some weekend. You spent right. $20 on yeah. worse things than that. Fair fair point. I just I don't want to I don't want to reward like a lost the battle of France book. <laughs> fair point. Well, I'm hoping it's still at the store, but I'm not not hold I'm not holding out any hope. Yeah. Um okay. All right, so interesting special characters, good scenarios, or seemingly varied scenarios with a few that, that stand out. Um, anything else going on with this book? Well, a fair number of new units, yeah. <laughs> As I say, there's usually theater selectors in these books too, right? Let's go, let's go through the new units. I, I think, I know, Jeff, you were super excited about some of the French stuff, so. Yeah. As I would be too, because it was pretty rad. But let's start with, let's well, start with the British. Especially having. What, is there anything stand out for right? the British? Right. What was that? What? Oh, I'm excited because I played Fran- French. So oh, right. That, well, that gets right, me, but it gets me up. <laughs> and you get some new. You got some pretty cool upgrades in there too. But let's let's start with the British units. Like, is there anything British wise that we need to like be excited about? Anything? Well, I'm, I'm going to put a pin on that for a second. Well, because the first page in there for new units is actually new Belgian units. Oh, oh, that's right. There's some Belgian stuff in here, isn't there? Uh, there's only a page of them, but you, you get some Belgian bros. I'm pretty okay. sure in the email we just got, there's some new Belgian miniatures, if yep. I'm not mistaken. Those, and those guys look pretty ace. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. So uh, this is this will be a fun one for Jesse in our club, who uh, plays Belgians. I just um, spent a bunch of money and time painting the old Belgians. Yeah, yeah. Well, but, you might have so, to upgrade. Right. So first thing in here is there. Chasseurs, I'm going to butcher this too. I apologize for the Ard- Ardennes. It, it's the cha- it's the the soldiers of the Ardennes for Belgian. I'm just going to translate it because English. Um, that, it adds yeah, some easier. options to the unit that's already in the book. They can ride a motorcycle sidecar for five points a unit. So if you're into the motorcycle thing, that's cool. Um, I mean, I don't know if it's a competitive choice, but stylistically, who doesn't like a biker gang? Uh, and motorbikes, the squad can use the motorbike rule, which gives you a hell of a lot more mobility anyway. So, that's cool. Uh, yeah. It adjusts the T-15 light tank with replace. Cost for 48, inexperienced, 60 for regular, and 72 for veteran. I believe that's cheaper. And it's uh, turret-mounted MMG on the tank, which in early war isn't terrible. So, you know, might be a little steep for 60 points, but whatever. Oh, scratch that. 60. They change it, so it's actually more expensive. Never mind. That sucks. Oh, but the weapon goes up to an HMG. Interesting. Okay, HMG. so replace the standard thing with the turret-mounted MMG in that, those points. Replace it with, the cost goes up 10 points, so 58, 70, 82. But the, the gun goes from an MMG to an HMG, which is actually super useful early war. Interesting. Because you're now killing vehicles with it. Yeah, plus one pen, three shots. Yep. 
you can scratch the paint on a and you're getting Panzer pins. Once. Yep. Yeah, you're getting pins too. So yep. And you can add a pintle mounted automatic rifle on the turret for five points. That's kind automatic of fun. Rifle. Is that yeah. like a rifle with two shots? Yeah, that's a uh, automatic rifle. Is the like the BAR, I believe. Oh, okay. okay. Right. Well, that's, so that's solid. A Thirty inch and two shots. Two shots, yeah. That's pretty cool. Interesting. That's, that's not. Yeah, I mean, it, you said it was pintle mounted. Pintle, yeah. Okay. So you do got to pop your head out to use it. Yeah. But, I mean, you're already in a light tank, so you know. Sure. If, if something mean, hits you that's going to penetrate, it's going to penetrate. Right. It's more about like keeping the, well, you don't shoot the rifle the turn that you're about to get assaulted by a unit that doesn't have anything. Yeah, that too. <laughs> you're kind of like, that I'm too. just going to hold out and like, come at me, bro. Okay. And I have to check the T-15 light tanks rules because I don't have my Battle of France, or my Armies of France book right here. I don't know if that's a 7 plus or an 8 plus. If it's 8 plus, that's really good. That's really good. Great. If it's 7 plus, it's still not bad. At 60 points, it makes it almost disposable, but you, that HMG could be useful. Yeah. Well, and one of the things I've tried to explain to guys that play the United States, that HMGs, there's there's kind of a dearth of those in the game. Like, you have to look to find an HMG anywhere in another army other than the United States. Right. Which which tank was that? Uh, the T-15 light tank. It's Belgian. I'm not sure. That's got to be somebody else's... I yeah, assume. I I would say I'm not good enough at identifying tanks, but it doesn't. I mean, and I'm, I'm going to struggle Belgian with that tanks. one because it's Belgian. Yeah, but it's uh, so it's a seven-up one-man turret with a MMG. Do you say that they got an upgrade for an HMG on that? Then uh, yeah. it just it changes it to an HMG. Oh, that's solid, actually. I, I mean, I think the I think most people's frustration with HMGs, and this is from my experience, is that they don't want to sacrifice the shots. That's the only like downfall to HMGs. Right, and I get that, but I, the HMG has a, a distinct role on the battlefield, especially sure. early war, that's right. very useful. Well, hitting 7-up armor stuff is like, and actually being able to do something like, is, is, a, is a thing. Well, even yes. even you're like putting pins on it, you know, like you're able to actually do something to it, so I don't know. Yeah, three yep. dice is tough. That's That's my problem with HMGs, typically, but... You know, it is yeah. what it is. The second edition gave all the other machine guns extra dice, but they just ignored the HMG on that. I think that was kind of a miss, but... A little yeah. bit, but... I'm not sure Maybe what the thought behind it was. Three. Honestly, though, um, you know, I might be showing my lack of knowledge here, but I think most nations, what you would quantify as an HMG, I don't know that very many countries had fast-firing HMGs, I mean, at Fair. this point in history, right? I mean, most of them are... Slower, you know. Nobody's got mod glug, use, right? Glug 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 instead of rat tat tat. Right, right. Only the United States, to the best of my knowledge, was rolling like the M two fifty caliber, which is an actual machine gun spitting out fifty caliber rounds. But where's the DACA? Which is, which is why we put them on everything. Right. So hence why we have a whole bunch of HMGs in our list. Right, and, and I'm sure they still had to be a lower right lower firing rate than a medium machine gun or even a light machine gun so and especially a german one because you know I mean, yeah. the german ones were like scary as hell for how much ammo they spit out <laughs> okay especially in the late war and the vickers too for that matter but uh, the vickers k british yeah. special right. forces also anti-aircraft guns actually no uh, they were mounted aircrafts for the most part right right okay okay so anyway so, that's no, the so now british units, yeah, yeah belgian got a little bit of love but not a lot 
Yeah. Something Bel- Belgian got anything is more impressive than any like acknowledgement is nice, right? New minis, so. and some new minis, some new which minis. is really nice. All right, so so now we get into the British stuff. Like, is there anything? Oh yeah. No? Okay. Yeah, you want to handle British? Or would you like me to? I feel like passionate about uh, the British. I think so too. If well, I was really excited. So the, the new British one, the, the first thing, okay, so they bring in the, the Pioneer Corp, so we actually get, like, a unit with a flamethrower. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. I forgot that you got excited about that, yeah. That yeah. was really cool. This is the first time they actually had, I mean, so many other armies out there had a flamethrower that you could put in a unit instead of just, like, the two-man squad, its own individual, so you could, like, hide the flamethrower a little bit, aside from, you know, exceptional damage and stuff like that, which is really cool. Yeah, it's very handy. Okay. I think almost all everybody has that now. Nearly. If I if I remember right, having talked to you about this in the past, though, they still like so a lot of those assault engineer squads are like a flamethrower and as many SMGs as you can fit in there. And it felt like the British were a little lackluster on the SMG side of things. Still, correct? Yeah, the ones with the most SMGs are like uh, the paratroopers, which have up to five. Right. So they they still are light on the on the assault right or not assault rifles but the submachine guns, but you got a flamethrower in unit that's still a big deal like that's yeah and that's, that's nice the Royal Engineers. Okay. Uh, they also they also added in uh, uh, military police and auxiliary military pioneers, which is just inexperienced pioneers. Um, okay. They're green, and they don't have the flamethrower. Yeah, but you, you don't can take add up to five unarmed men into that one, which basically yeah, the bridge builders for the most part. You don't add those guys, well, unless the scenario dictates it, I guess. Right. So, so they have they have a special barricade builders. Okay. Um, uh, Battle of I'm going to mispronounce this, and Jeff saved me on it. Battle of Bologna scenario. Bologna. Bologna. Hey, that's much better. Thank you. My Bologna has a first name. Uh, so if they spend two consecutive turns within one inch of a building with a down order and on both turns, a special morale check is made. Uh, they successful. They can create a new roadblock within one inch of any model. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this is inexperienced. You know, like twenty points for five dudes to do this. So and you could add up to up five down. unarmed men. So you're basically just adding builders. Yeah. Like it's and brick and mortar layers. No, but I kind of sure. like that though. Like, cool, like it's Bobby the Builder, right? Bobby the Builder. Yes, they're trying to like trying to stop people from running into the roads. Like that's that makes sense. Like, so uh, they've also got an intelligence section, which is nice. Uh, this is a you can inexperienced regular or veteran uh, five men, uh, up to six men can be added with rifles. Uh, two men can have their rifles replaced with machine guns. If it's a paratrooper section, they must be a veteran. They get intelligence as detailed in intelligence officers in sections and squads, which, by the way, when was the last time bulge. we saw intelligence officers? Mm, that was a bulge, that right? bulge. So they're, they're, reinc- they're reincarnating these a little bit. Pretty important. Operation Sanfu, so. It was very important. So don't be surprised if they get some sort of reincarnation. Uh, they got the behind enemy lines. They're tough fighters and stubborn. So again, the behind enemy lines is right? uh, no. This is just just base. If they're paratroopers, yeah. the, there's an extra cost to them, okay. and they must be a veteran. Okay, interesting. So hmm. intelligence section is nice. Uh, they get military police. Okay, also which, battle of the bulge. We saw those. 
Yep, we saw those two. Uh, so traffic directors. So you don't suffer the minus one for bringing vehicles on. So there's your transports. Having a little better luck. Uh, new rule, get back in the fight. If a British unit fails an attempt to rally, it can immediately roll a second one if, in, if within six inches of the if within military police. And they've got motorbikes, which is a lot of fun. Uh, Mount Discarded Mud Bikes, of course, has the motorbike rule, which is your typical one. You can move and get off them and stuff like that. So, cool. And then the very fun Royal Section of Engineers we mentioned, and then they've got Early War Motorcycle Sidecar. Okay. So this, this they got the recce, turn the spot. They got the fun rule of questionable firing platform. <laughs> Which you know what firing a machine gun from a so they have LM they can they can upgrade to LMGs they can upgrade to anti tank upgrade to light motors so actually firing them from sidecars is apparently considered questionable I I don't know why it seems weird to me no uh, that's only for the mortar uh yeah yeah it's yep. the light mortar because yep. you never want to fire a mortar from anything that's not <laughs> I'm, base plate I'm I'm confused now because I feel like I just got skipped ahead. Is this a British unit? Yeah. Yep. Yes. Okay. All right. Just I'll put a pin in that. All right. You'll see. Yeah, you'll see a theme here. Yeah. So they've got an extra selection. If you take up to three motorcycles, uh, motorcycle and sidecar as one selection in each reinforced platoon, a, a maximum of one light motor and one anti-tank and rifle may be taken in each reinforced platoon. So that's the one for three rule. Mm-hmm. If you take one, you can take up to three. And this is, you said this is an armored car slot? Yep. Yes. Okay. How cool. many points? So 35 at regular for one Solid. forward facing. And then, uh, and then, you, you, do, then you do the replacement. Cool. You downgrade, minus 10. Replace the LMG with an SMG for minus 10. Replace the LMG with the anti-tank for plus 10. And you can take out the LMG for a mortar for free. Hey, free stuff. Neat. Drive-by SMG is pretty awesome, though. 25 yeah. points. Just drive by 25 points? Or you, yeah. or you have three of them doing that? Yeah. yeah if you 75 have points, them, why not? Yeah, if you have three of them... It's three order dice, shots. too, right? Yeah, yes, three correct. order dice. It's, those are cheap dice. I mean, like, if you just downgrade them, that's cheap dice. 25-point dice. Hey, man, you want to make them inexperienced? It's 17 points. Uh, yeah, you don't do Inexperience? that. Inexperienced? They just yeah. never show up. <laughs> Well, you, you make sure you start with them on the board. Fair. And or you get some military police. Yeah? Yeah, you get some MPs directing the traffic. Yep. I, I do like them with the LMG, actually. I think the 35 points yeah. is the... is It's only 105 points for three three dice. The three, highly Oof. mobile, can lay down some fire, can hold a defensive position. Tactically, very interesting. I kind of poo-pooed this, this book, but then Jeff pointed these out, and I like them. I, I feel like there's a, there's some play there. I like my fifty point German one. That's you know essentially the same thing, but fifteen points more expensive. It's an MMG though, if I'm not mistaken. It is an MMG. That is a the German difference. It, it, it also can you know like make Fine, every turn it wants to. Sure, and then these can't. These can. These have to turn on the spot. Yeah, turn the spot. These okay. should, yeah, these yeah. is like these should be the same exact thing. So. Yep. As far as that goes, I can see it's a 15-point upgrade to get to the MMG, because you're right, it is an MMG. But it's Which still is six shots versus four. 
This is the three for one, though. You get three of these, though. Yes, I can only get one of those. I Interesting. Mean, yeah. Cool. You I don't say know. We I, I, I like, like it. these more. I, I like, I like it. More. Let's keep. Let's. Yeah. Like I think it is a decent choice. Okay. So that that's, else? that's the that's the nope. That's that's all for new British ones. Okay. Uh, no so no then, fancy tanks or anything crazy like that. <laughs> right. Our, so Jeff, you want to talk about the new French units? Or I like do the old French units, but well, yeah, I do. Okay, so <laughs> the new old French first. units, <laughs> the new old French units, the new old world French units. Um, first thing I like is that uh, in the headquarters section, this af- makes official the rules for your officer can be mounted on a motorcycle if Sweet. he's going to be ruling with a motorcycle gang or a horse if he's going to be riding with one of those horse gangs. So those horse Dave kings, watch out for those horse kings. Yeah, does Dave listen? I didn't, to tell, this? He might be I didn't tell Dave about this yet because okay. it'll yeah. be all horses. Yes, well, it's and all the, horses and these anyway. Cavalry don't suck nearly oh, so much as much as the Romanian ones, right? Uh, okay, so I shouldn't do any Romanian cavalry. Well, you haven't started yet, right? I haven't done any cavalry stuff. No, I don't have any of the models yet. Well, exactly. See, so you should do French cavalry instead. It's way better. Well, I already have Romanians on the way, though. Oh, okay. Well, can't help you there then. Just maybe not do the horsemen. Just do the second artillery piece and be happy, or or the German <laughs> tank, you know, like get us some right. other stuff. Yeah. Anyway, it's not bad. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so moving on. Um, biggest one here is infantry squads and teams. They've got the Dragon Portes and the Chasseur Porte infantry sections. Um, you get to add the optional rules to put them on bikes for five points per dude. Uh, uh, if on motorcycles, mo- right? Motorcycles, Motor- yeah, yeah. motorcycles, and sidecars. Yeah. If riding motorcycles and sidecar, one soldier per unit equipped with a light machine gun may upgrade to a medium machine gun for five points. That's awesome. Wait, how does that work if he gets off the motorcycle then, though? He takes the medium machine gun with him, I assume, because it doesn't say it stays with the bike. How, that, many, oh, LMGs, wow. how many LMGs can you have in a unit? Is uh, it the two? It's two. two. So you could, you could rock two MMGs. Uh, it's one soldier per unit, unfortunately. Right, so you, can oh, you could rock an MMG and an LMG. Right. For an extra five points. Totally worth it. That's yeah. totally worth it. So that makes that a 25-point upgrade? Probably yeah, right? for the unit. Yeah, totally worth it. That's totally worth yeah, it. Yeah, with the bike. Jeez, that's incredibly good. Yeah. Yep, incredibly can, good. Can it shoot off the bike? Yeah, of course. It, yeah. yeah, yeah they all, that's right. Yeah. They all can shoot off the bike. Okay. Yep. Yeah. It's not like horses that suck, that you can't shoot that stuff um, off of. The rifles... Yeah, the horses I don't mean, like that kind of stuff very much. Yeah, fair. I'm not positive the rifles can shoot on the move, but the machine guns can. Okay. I have to double-check the motorcycle rules. Okay. On yeah, the move. it might be a little bit difficult, but... I don't know. But the machine okay. guns, I'm pretty sure can, which is what you'd want to use them for anyway. Right, Spray exactly. and pray, baby. Yep. And right. again, this is an infantry squad on motorcycles. You use these guys to... Haul ass to a good position, right, and, and sit then, down, yeah, and sit on it, which is a yeah. world of difference from just like the the bikes or whichever is like you know the first time you're not on a road you have to get off, and I mean these these guys can stay on it the whole game if they need to, exactly, very cool, yep, these guys are quite solid, so big fan. Cool. Uh, the next new unit is one I really like as well, and that's uh, the uh, Dragon Portes VB group, uh, and the VB is the uh, rifle grenade. So for okay. 120 points, you get bros with rifles and VB launchers, which is uh, like a light mortar. Right. How many? Right? How many light? How many? Um, hold on, I'm trying to figure out because it doesn't actually say. 
That's a lovely misprint in the book. Is the uh, PDF updated? Because it doesn't say how many guys you get. Because if they I all had have that, BB so. launchers, that would be so. Awesome. Officer has officer the model. Men have rifles. It doesn't that say how many. Not a damn thing. That's awesome. If well, it's okay. supposed to be an addition for a v, for a Dragon Porte squad, it would be ten guys. Although that seems kind of ridiculous. Ten, light, ten mortars. light mortars. That would be insane. As detailed on page fourteen of the of, of France and the Allies book. So whatever whatever that entry says is what this is superseding. Okay. Well, damn, that might be a whole squad then. Of uh, so, how many points does it say it is? One twenty. One twenty. So that's which 12. would be the right points for regular dudes. Well, ten points for regular dudes. Yeah, hundred points I don't know for what the Porte's upgrade is. You'd be paying twenty points to give ten guys, being two points of light more. That's dirt cheap. Why would that's, you not take it? Other than you don't have the models. Well, oh my our, God, you would do it all. Yeah, these are. You fantastic. would do this all day long. That can't be We're right. So though, missing for, something. Yeah, because most units are not always ten. They could be five guys, and you have to buy additional guys. But it it, it could be just for the base cost. You're correct. Right. It could be like the base one plus five. Yeah. So you might get six Check guys your out local of that. FAQ. Right. Yeah, and right. Maybe somebody will listen to this and answer it for us because I that seemed obviously there's some kind of a mistake there if they're not telling you how many guys you get with that. It can't be just one dude. Yeah, That's, this is a weird cross reference. I agree. Yeah. If it's six bros. I'd still be tempted to do that. And if Six it's ten lights, bros, I mean, if, damn. Well, if it's ten bros, everyone will ta- would take it. But at six, you it can't be. It's, it's got to be the base. It's got to be the base. Yeah, but does it give you the so option of Dragon Portes? Dragon Portes are base NCO plus four men, and it doesn't right. give you option for adding more to it. So it has to be that. Uh, so the option is may ride motorbikes for an extra plus five man per unit. Yep. So so fix, so, so in the book. Um, it is Dragon Portes are 50 points for regular for five guys. So 120. How much is a VB launcher in there? Does it tell you? I mean, it should be. A, uh, I think it's a 20 point upgrade. VB launcher is a 20 point upgrade. So that would be. That should be. So that would be 10 guys points. with a VB launcher, and you're paying an extra five to put them on motorcycles. If you want to. That if you want really to. Expensive. Right, so the math I'm doing is, is that would be 24 points for five models. That seems almost in line. Might be a little bit of a discount still. Well, no, so it would be, it'd be 50, 70 for the VP plus 5 times 5, 95. No, I'm, I'm doing it from the other side, from what is in the new book, just dividing it out by 5 and seeing what that number comes to, and that's 24. Yeah, we think they all have the VP launcher. Right. Okay. They, so they don't all have the VP launcher. How much? So how much are they? They're they're ten points each times five, so it's fifty. Right. <laughs> Plus, we need to add an accountant to this this podcast. No, we don't. They got their boy. <laughs> no, they need they need to they need to take the time to write one extra friggin' sentence. In the well, Plus, again, I, you know, we go back to the the special characters where they just you know cited the special rules from a different book and just hope you have that book to cross reference to play them. It's like. Why are you doing this? this a, and they I'm haven't done this. this a they haven't done this in previous campaigns, so this is kind of like maybe. It seemed like this was rushed coming out after Western Desert. Maybe this is why it was rushed. Did they kind of miss some of this stuff? I don't know. I'm just guessing. Well, that wouldn't mean that would explain why they missed stuff, not why they rushed it. But so yeah, whatever. I'm sure that at some point they'll 
getting a yeah, rat they need out to there or something. This one. Yeah. That'd be nice. It, Whatever. That would be nice. Yep. Okay, so that's that squad. It has between five and ten VB launchers for a certain amount of points. <clears throat> Next one over, we get an intelligence squad, which is your standard intelligence squad, which is still awesome. Right, so the French get one, huh? Yep. Uh, what I'm most excited about was the French engineer section, so now I can get a unit with a flamethrower in it. Yep. Uh, let me see about the... We all carry carbines, which counts as rifles. We don't get the SMG option at all. Okay. But that's okay. However, we could put them on motorcycles. So you could have your engineering team on motorcycles. That's kind of nice. I mean, for mobility, that's great. Yeah. Get them up the field. A flamethrower on a motorcycle? Um, yes, please. Don't Thank think you. you can shoot the flamethrower yeah, on the motorcycle. Sure shoot the I wouldn't think so. I think that'd be I a bad idea. I don't think I'd want to. <laughs> Blowback yeah. would be a bitch. Yeah, only aim to the side, please. <laughs> please, <laughs> only only go to the left side, not to the driver's side. Thank you. Yeah. How about a light, Pierre? Wee oui, oui. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> wee. Guy in the front cranks it open straight up. Everybody in the back just raises a cigarette and lights it off the, <laughs> the column of flame. I just figured these guys were all wearing asbestos suits. You know? I don't think they had asbestos yet. Ceramic? Uh, or if they did, it didn't cause cancer yet. So, you know. <laughs> right. I feel, like, I feel like we were lining battleships with this stuff already at this point. I think but we, a lot of our ships were lined in that stuff. So. Yeah. Could have been. I, I don't know. Who the, who the hell know. knows? Anyway. Material, a material engineer somewhere. Right. Uh, okay, so it's a, other than that, it's a pretty standard squad. The options are a little less, but the motorcycles are cool. So yeah, totally. Uh, and then we got a, a Navy Matalo squad. I'm not sure how you say that one. Looks like Matelot, but you, I think you said Matalo. it close. And you're closer. Yeah, I, I like the American so. pronunciation a lot better. It's fun <laughs> to butcher, but right. As I'm rolling, these guys. What are these guys? These must be French Navy in its own fighting force trained for land. So these must be like ship Marines. security guys. Yeah, just, yeah. The, the they're not Marines. They British not have Marines. the same kind of thing, just Navy officers, just they're Navy, yeah. Navy dudes. Right, okay. so they're not the Marines, the French Marines. They're just Navy security guys, apparently. 30, they're only inexperienced, 35 points for well, five bros. Well, they didn't last real long because the, the French Navy didn't really... Well, I was going to say you needed something to do, yeah. Right, yeah. You can add five more guys, seven points pop. These could be like the cooks or the guys with the mop, I don't know. There you go. Sergeant can have a pistol for a point. Tire squad can have anti-tank grenades or rum-based Molotov cocktails. I like that they specified they're rum-based. Rum-based? <laughs> These are definitely the cooks. <laughs> yeah. For two points a model. Interesting. Okay. Oh, here we go. Note these weapons have the same rule as a normal Molotov cocktail. They just smell nicer. <laughs> that's awesome. I swear to God, that's in the rule. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, I saw it. Rick, if you had the book, you could read that part, too. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, thanks. Yeah, I appreciate that, it. No problem. We don't need the book to tell us the difference between Oh, Jesus. And you can make oh. the entire squad shirkers for minus three points a model. So how many points does that make him? Chief? Uh, Four. 20 points for five guys. Jeez. So that would be the normally so four points a bro. Wow. So okay. you're missing one other option on there. What did I miss? Uh, battle of. Well, that that's where you get the shirker rule. Okay. Okay. That's so, that's. Well, I like the flavor I, I, text. I just though. went to the rule. I like yeah, the flavor I, text. I skipped it. During the battle, there were several instances of French sailors fleeing the port in panic or even breaking into storerooms during the confusion to get drunk. <laughs> it's like a snafu weekend. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> yep, there you go. <laughs> I don't think we normally break into places, though. 
Mr. Sometimes we break into other people's liquor. We haven't had to. Not yet. Break into backpacks, even if they're open Fair. and offered. Right. Makes perfect sense to me. Okay. Uh, next one is an interesting one, especially if you really like flavorful units. The officer cadet section. Oh, boy. Uh, 40 points for five bros or inexperienced rifles. You can add up to 15 men with rifles at Jeez. these points each. Wow. If it's a 10-man, they can ride in motorcycle sidecars, whatever. Junior leaders. When the officer cadets mostly have minimal training in leading men under fire, they have been selected on merit for their leadership potential. Mm-hmm. Officer cadet sections always count as having an NCO no matter how many, no matter which model is removed as a casualty. So they're all sergeants. Shit. They can that's... ride motorbikes, and they're stubborn. Wow. Inexperienced and stubborn, but hey, that makes inexperienced a lot better, actually. That must be young and dumb. <laughs> yeah. Stubborn's they, free too, well, and yeah. they, they're they're not green. They're just they're just inexperienced. They're just inexperienced. Well, they're all coming out of the barracks thinking they're in charge. So <laughs> pretty much, right? How many, Don't know any different. Eighty, one twenty, so that's one hundred and sixty for twenty inexperienced, stubborn guys with rifles. That's a Jeez. massive squad. That's a boy. Get that off a of target, Jesus. Right. Yeah. Well, get them there first of all. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Get them there is a hard part, but once they're there, man, what bikes? Move that unit. Oof. Uh, officer cadet machine gun team. So same idea. They have a light machine gun. You can upgrade to a medium for five points. They are also stubborn. And then relic of the Great War. Be it light or medium, the gun, the team's weapon is old and poorly maintained, making it prone to jamming. Whether through careful firing or clearing jams, the weapon's rate of fire is reduced, and it fires one less shot. So definitely upgrade to a medium, or it's trash. Right. Sounds like they're firing corks. I was. I was really hoping you were going to say, and then they opened the Ark, and then they all melted. But that would have been the Western <laughs> Desert book. Relic of the Great War. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was closer to 43. Right, yeah. But it's a medium machine gun team that's firing down to four shots instead of five for, t- what, 33 points? Inexperienced? Okay. Yes. Mm. Meh. 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 Okay. Flavor. Yeah. Flavor. Right. Again. For yep. flavor? Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on, armored cars, early war motorcycle and sidecars. This is going to sound really familiar. 27 <laughs> experience, 35 regular. They come with a forward-facing LMG. You get three for one in your selector. Sounds so pretty awesome. Three for the, price of, for the selection slot of one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. You have the option to downgrade 10 points for the SMG, upgrade for 10 points to the anti-tank rifle, or swap it for a light mortar or VB launcher for free. So for oh, beta, my British selector. Except you only get the light mortar. I get the VB launcher because, you know, they're, rifle grenades. They're very cool. different. Yeah. Mechanic-wise, no. Uh, style-wise, Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. One fires so, baguettes. Yeah. Recce, turn on the spot, whatever. Questionable. The sidecar is purely transportation for the light mortar or VB launcher. Attempting to fire it would be bad. One light mortars one. and VBs need to be removed from the sidecar to fire, and so could only be operated on a fire order. However, you don't got to get out of the thing. You just can only do it from a fire. You have to stop. You have to stop. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Great, hang terrible. on. Let's launch this thing. <laughs> hang on, dude. Hold my beer. Yeah, hold my beer and watch this. Hold my wine. Hold my, yeah, hold my wine. Yes, it's French. Hold my wine. Right. The birds who say, hold my tea. Okay. We've now offended everyone. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that's yeah. the Americans say. I think, the, I think we're through offending everyone. Hold right. my Coke. Yeah. Hold my Coke. No, hold my beer. It's Irish. Hold my whiskey. Wait, we're not in this war. <laughs> and the Germans are saying, hold my beer. So There you go. Yeah. All right, uh, that's the only armored car selection. Tanks, AMR-35. 
Um, a number were equipped with a heavier Hotchkiss machine gun rather than the standard 7.5 rival gun. So you may replace the medium machine gun with a heavy machine gun for 10 points. So I was just talking about how you get heavy machine guns in a list. That's awesome. I'm cool with that. Yeah, still one-man turret. Yeah, it's not a great tank, but there aren't very it's many cheap. great tanks. Well, so. the, the French didn't have time to build a lot of good ones. Well, theoretically, the French tanks were some of the best at the start of the war. We just didn't, they didn't know how to frick to use them. Or right. have the time to build them, or the factories, or the territories. This, well, I mean, it's they, tough for partisans to build tanks. I'm just saying. Yeah, but they had more tanks than the Germans did. That's the sad part. They did, just, but they were World War One tanks. A lot of them were pretty shitty, yeah, unfortunately. But they're very long and very slow. Yeah, or very tiny and underarmed and slow. Yeah, mm, too really many jokes slow. to go with that one. <clears throat> Short and slow. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Flipping the page, AMR-35, ZT-2. So now we're getting some uh, digits behind it. This one's got a turret-mounted light anti-tank gun with a coaxial medium machine gun. That's solid. 100-point regular, 7-plus, and it's a one-man turret. Okay. That's not terrible for 100 points. Cheap, yeah, cheap enough. It's for a seven armor, only a light anti-tank with coaxial and a one-man turret. Early that's war. Early, early war. war. Yep, 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 yep. Early war. Yep, gotcha. Mid-war, that's garbage. Early so. war, that's only the third or fourth normal light anti-tank gun in the French early war list. This, this is the one that makes the Matilda look good. Yeah, well... Most of our early war tanks are low-velocity anti-tank guns or heavy machine guns. Oh, well, that's so it's huge. You get a, right, you get a mobile platform with a light anti-tank gun, huge. Yeah. In fact, I think it's just this, the uh, Samoa and the B-1 BIS that have normal light anti-tank guns on a turret. So. so, so Rick, do you want to cover the new German units? Hey, hold on, hold on. <laughs> i got one more Funny. unit in here. <laughs> Sorry. i got an AMR-35 ZT-3, which is the tank destroyer version. Uh, it's a hole-mounted, forward-facing light anti-tank gun with a coaxial machine gun. So it doesn't have the one-man turret rule because it doesn't have a turret. And it okay. costs five points more. The okay. <laughs> <laughs> so more more wine holders, I guess. Yeah, that's that's some bullshit right there. So no turret, costs five points more. And you're like, whoa, you don't have the one-man turret in rule. Yeah, because I don't have a fucking turret. Wow, that's a cock block. Anyway, it looks cool as hell if you ever see a picture of one. So yeah, but you don't have any negatives there either, though. You don't like the the one. Yeah, man... do I don't got a flipping turret. Well, you well, don't have to test while making advance. It, it says you don't have to test while making advance. Right. You don't have to do anything. Yeah. Like you just yeah. you can it's just like a act vehicle, like a normal but, tank. But if but if right. I want to shoot somebody over to my left, I got to turn the whole friggin' tank. Welcome to right. a Stug. Like <laughs> this is well, not. I a know new, that, but like, the Stug's got a bigger fucking gun. Sure. It, it costs more points, too. Right, a and lot more for points. the reference, the Stug and the Panzer IV pricing is also borked, so... Okay. I'm just saying. Well, but... I can see why one would have... The turret would have a other rule, but anyway... A turretless tank should be cheaper, because you lose options. Right, but the other one had a negative rule, so that's, that's what I'm saying. Well, yeah, but it also had a turret. It had a very positive feature, which is a turret. It's a shitty. It's a shitty turret, though. One man turret. Right. It, it, you're, well, it's not you're, a turret. You're getting an upgrade, which would be like what twenty points more, but then you're getting it downgraded again because it has the one man turret rule. Like you're right. The points but it are worth but that's well, not the, not the last one, but it doesn't have a turret. I'm talking about the other ones. No. Oh, well, the previous one that he was complaining about that is five right, points whatever. less expensive. It, it it's their weird abstraction of the game. 
or if you like, if you, it looks it looks cool. So if you like it, fucking play it because it looks. Somebody cool. had it in chart somewhere that made sense. Yep. Right. There's there's some cost mechanic here that I don't like that makes sense to them. So whatever. Uh, let's let's plow through these German units because you know. Yeah, let's do it. Let's let's let's, let's do it. It'll be hot. Let's let's creep the shit. All right. First thing you're gonna find: infantry squads and teams. German LMG team. So it's like an MMG team, but it's an LMG. Okay. That's nice. Cheap. Yeah, I know. Fifteen points cheaper. So yep. okay, thirty-five points. Otherwise, that's regular. It. You can add an anti-aircraft mount for five points, so it can also be used as, against airplanes. Which is kind of interesting right. if you needed to flak for anything. I don't but know why you would, because planes are garbage in this edition. No, sure. right. So that's, is well, that's yeah, because yeah, yeah, the air observers really, no one cares about because they miss. Even I kind the Americans of, don't bring them. Right. I kind of like that. Yeah, exactly. I like the light machine gun because it's still five dice, like, for that for that price, yes. yeah, you get a, you just get it like in discounted HMG or MMG, excuse me. That's kind of is yes. that, that an like infantry it? selection? Uh, it's so a squad. It's a, it's a squad. It's a squad, so it's going to take your machine gun. So yeah, so it's just an no. infantry, but yeah. Okay. So they got the did that get added to the um, reinforced platoon? You get yeah. one. Yes, one. you get one. But it's fifteen points cheaper than the MMG. That's a real cheap squad selection to fill out a reinforced platoon. Well, it's it fits in the machine gun slot. Save fifteen points oh, over the rest of the army. So it's not okay. So it's your MMG slot, okay? Right. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Yep. Fifth, Fifth columnist. Yeah. They're inexperienced. Uh, a leader and a man. Sounds like a good rule. <laughs> it's two bros. Wow. Oh, yeah. oh! It's not a rule. It's to get two dudes. Okay. Right. All two right. guys. <laughs> Uh, they can have anti. They can have multiple cocktails for two points per model. They afford deploy. They're green. They're tank hunters. If you take them, and they're independent operatives. Oh my God! What the hell does that mean? Well, fifth columnists have no contact with the military forces and are attempting to support. Are unaware of any planning or tactical <laughs> considerations and possibly do not even speak the same language. As a result, the fifth columnist cannot use any national special rules, cannot claim any leadership or activation bonuses from officers, and cannot be activated by the first die drawn from the bag. You're wasting a lot like, of time reading a unit that no one is ever going to like, take. Like, these guys are on our side? Really? 16 points. 16 points in your list. You know, you don't want to leave it bald, so you just take these guys because sure. you can afford to deploy and piss someone off. I guess. Right, and paint them as whatever and go, are they yours or are they mine? I, I don't know. This is a perfect use for those uh, sea line figures, like the the dude dressed up as a nun or whatever. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. This would be perfect. Okay, I guess. Okay, right, Jeff, you take the next you, one. You don't, you don't want to have a dude nun in your army. I'm on, just man. not seeing a two point two man unit doing anything spectacular for sixteen points, though, bro. For sixteen I, I points know. is dice in the bag. That's all you can think. I, of. All right, I guess. All right. Yeah, next one is Spatruppen. Yeah, you got to spit that word out because it's German. I think it's um, most words. Cost for regular forty four points one NCO and three bros. They got rifles. Two men can you can add two more guys with rifles for eleven points each, or okay. you can make them veteran too. They have that option. NCO can carry a submachine gun. If it's not increased beyond its initial four men, it can be equipped with bicycles for no points. Free bikes. Free bikes. All right. Bicycles. Woohoo! Bicycle if taken. Follow the same rule as infantry, except when moving entirely on a road, in which case they double their run to twenty four. In addition, the first time you receive an order other than run, or if they receive a pin marker, they dismount. That sucks. Bikes right, right. suck. Right. F but they shit. do forward deployment. 
They get which forward is cool. deployment. If they don't take the bicycles, oh. they can forward deploy. Well, so that's three, why would you, four, yeah. five, what is that? Like six bros you can forward deploy? Because can you make them bigger if you forward deploy, or you can only Maximum do Maximum six bros, yeah. So okay. no. Six bros forward deploy. Right, only if they're Just for the record, squad. I want to I wanna complain. Oh, never mind. They they properly labeled it. So there's a picture above this in the book, and it's got a bro with an LMG, and he looks all like on the ground, like use your prone models for this, and it looks cool. It's a picture of the light machine gun team, not this squad. Oh, got me all excited. Sure. <laughs> that's all right. I, I like one that picture though. behind. For forward deployment, though, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, totally. One point. Yeah, that's, that's all right. So Feld Grendamadiri. Jesus, Jesus Christ, Feld Gendarm. There's too many letters. Too many vowels in that one. Gendarmerie. That sounded sexy. That sounded very French. French. You just did a German word in a French accent. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! We hold true with offending all we can. So you know. Now the Germans are offended. Great. So touchy. I mean touche. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Touchy. (laughs) So this is uh, thirty-two guys. Why is it it that and not touche? (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. I, I got nothing. It's all the same. Okay. Just, che- just checking. So, 32 points for inexperienced uh, one guy and three men for rifles. You can add up to six guys at eight points each. These are all inexperienced. NCO and up to three guys can have some machine guns. The squad can have pistols if you really want them. The squad, uh, If the squad is not increased beyond its limit, like before, you can get uh, motorcycles for five points a man. Move. These are... Yeah. MPs, they direct traffic. Uh, get back in the fight. They'll give you the the re rally roll through the six inches of them, and they have motorbikes if you mount them. This is so that so my my motorcycle uh, armored car team in my German list is this model, mm. and I just mounted an MMG on the on the sidecar. Okay. But okay. Theoretically, these bros are armed with a rifle and an SMG and a and a and for the record, a uh, German Shepherd. So you know, I mean, that should have been a rule too. Heck yeah. The dog on them, but. Great model. Not sure I'd ever take the unit as it's written. Sure. Okay. Flipping. Oh Jesus! Kraftrad shoot. Kraftrad I can't. These fucking German. That was words. better. Jesus. <laughs> it's sounded great to me. Yeah. Okay. Sure. It's better. Was in my Some, head. Somewhere there's a German guy just crying at my pronunciations, and I apologize. They I absolutely. Craft macaroni and something. I, 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 Rick, I don't know. I Rick. Because Rick apologizes. I Rick. I, no, I'm not going to apologize for you. I Rick to you. Anyway, it's a forward-facing uh, rifle submachine gun covering the front arc. What is this? Is this a motorcycle? Doesn't really say. Must a soft be. skin. So it must, must be. Must be a motorcycle. Yep. Yeah. Or submachine gun. Uh, replace the rifle with an MMG for 15 points. Oh, is or it, so this is a motorcycle. We've seen this before. Plus five. Yeah, this looks pretty similar. Yep, Turn on the spot. Don't fire the mortar from it. Extra selection. Oh, you get three. Yep. Four. Four. For one. Leave it to the Germans to get more. Nine. Nine. We know that one. Thank you. Nine. Fear. I don't know. Einstein, dry, fear. Fear. Sex, Sieben, Ochsnoin, Sein, etc. Yeah. Don't you speak some German, Dale? Jesus, you guys sound. You got to help us here. I don't have the book. (laughs) (laughs) Fair point. Fair point. Anyway, so it's a four for one selector. That's pretty awesome for. 25 points, you add the MMG, that makes it 40 points, four times for four MMG toting motorcycles. That's pretty friggin' awesome, actually. That is, that's awesome. I would I would drive that all over the floor. That'd be a 
that's an interesting four of them is you can't ignore that. <laughs> no. Because that's no. eight guys. That'll gun down points a lot each? of stuff. Yeah, you can. Uh, to make the MMG, you got to take them up to 40 points, but still. Mm, it's pretty good. Is, yeah, that, I think that, that's great. Is that, is that Hitler's buzzsaw with those MMGs? Yep. That's so let's talk about great. the Flavensack. Flavensack? Wow. I don't... What is that B? Okay, so so it's the it's There's the weird shape. It's a weird B. Isn't that the isn't that a Flashock? It's an S thirty four. Flashock. S Flashock thirty four. S. It's got an S next to it though. So that would be like three S's in a row. Flausch. Flausch. Flausch thirty four. Yes. All right. It's like the sack. You know we're going to get, I'm going to get like four messages the day after this episode releases from someone in Germany that says, hey, if you want help pronouncing these words, I'd be more than willing to help you. And this I'm just, just like, no, nah, that's cool. Just <laughs> just we got there's, it. there's no help in good. There's no help. There's no help. There's no help. If they ever release a book, Campaign Invasion of Poland, Jesus, we're really going to pooch that one. So. I, I really hope they do now just because, wow, that would be, uh, you're right. Just for our, It'll be awful. Okay, okay. so All right. Pat, what's a flab sack? <laughs> it's terrible. It's it's a whopping six points inexperienced or ten points regular. It's got a forward facing rifle or submachine gun. It's got a, a damage value three plus, and there's up to six men. This is this is terrible. This is a transport. So uh, you can upgrade up to eight men and sp- spend whopping two points for it. It's waterborne. You can only move in the water. It's slow and open topped and may not run. So this is like what this the is hell like is this thing. This is Tom Sawyer's raft. Yeah, it sounds like an inflatable wow. dinghy with, with like a with all, with all No, rifles. it's not that good. <laughs> this is Tom Sawyer's raft. Is all it is. Hang on, I'm trying to. Google it's a flop sack. <laughs> I, I googled flop sack and you don't want to know what came back. <laughs> no, but, uh, not based on history, not anyway. <laughs> I'm well, sorry it is if a rubber you just... dinghy. <laughs> I'm not certain. Hey. It is yeah. a rubber dinghy. It's a freaking rubber dinghy. They put a machine gun on this? Are they insane? <laughs> yes, clearly. Oh, submachine gun, okay. okay. It, it, sub- uh, gun. it doesn't matter. Better. It's got yeah, one forward-facing rifle or submachine gun. Yeah, okay. As modeled. Yeah, it's literally a rubber raft. This is 10 points. An inflatable <laughs> rubber raft. Early attempt. Where are like, we? Um... France? Okay, sure. Yeah, why not? Water Actually, you know what? If you're going to cross the river, this is awesome. Yeah, yeah. It it probably is a good if way. If you can't doing take it. the Pegasus Bridge, you might want to have a couple of these in your hand, in your uh, your hindy sack. Wait a minute, it's Early slow, frogman. which means no run order can be issued. No, 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 no. Slow just means it moves six. Not uh, what is it? Six it half track, so six inches. Six yeah, inches, it moves, and it can't run. So it only. Why not just call it amphibious? For Christ's sakes, you have a rule that it can only move six inches if it's amphibious. Wait, so oh, maybe they're God. just maybe it's slow because they're carrying it on land. Well, because because there are there are shooting. There's one guy you know, later shooting on. There are like the uh, the strum boats, which can actually have a run order put to them. Well, right, but just call this amphibious. The amphibious rule already means you can't run across water. Right. Well, this has got the waterborne rule, which but, is, is yeah, dumb. But that, yeah, but that means that it could be used on land, and that would be insane too. So well, it's only just... used in the water. Holy shit! Okay, someone needs to mo- take this in their army. And model it as six bros or whatever, just carrying the raft on land wherever yeah. they go. Right, and I think the with one, one rifle. with one guy, guy in the in the, in the, in the shoot shooting the, the gun, shoot, shoot the forward <laughs> facing. Totally rifle. do this. <laughs> doesn't say you can't use the gun on land, right? It does not. 
<laughs> That'd be awesome. It's just one dude laying in there oh, shooting. Oh, wait. They only move in areas of deep or shallow water. Right. Uh, Never mind. Ooh. So, very campaign specific. Ooh. All right. Just take all my fun flop sack 34. No wonder you're such a flop sack. All right. I, screw that. Uh, light Stormboat. Yeah, Sturmboat 39. Stormboat. Assault. Pinnel mounted medium machine gun, so they it's an upgrade. Okay. Um, damage well, value, damage value five plus five plus damage points. value. It's not even soft skin. It's about slightly okay. better than a mule, though. Well, this and is like a aluminum. Yeah, or wood, aluminum. Aluminum. It's got a powerful outboard, which will propel it at speeds of thirty miles per hour, which isn't reflected in the rules, <laughs> except that it's not slow. Oh, there we go. All right. All right. Oh, and often armed with a light machine gun on the bow, except the rules give it a pinto-mounted medium machine gun. And not that, not that. Okay. And not an option for a light. Hey, FYI, uh, the uh, Pegasus Bridge board, should that make a re- re- uh, reemergence, has four of these, two for either side, added to it. That, that's awesome. The the dinghies? No, no, no. The strumboat. Oh, okay. You sure you don't want to give them flob sacks? Yeah, I think you should give them some flob sacks too. We already bought the Sturm boats. There's for some models. Oh, okay. I, I was say, well, maybe use... the Sturm boats can tow the flop sacks. <laughs> it's like a, a water train going Downgrade. down. Downgrade. Minus five points, you have a flub sack behind you. Go. You can have a flop sack behind you. God. <laughs> oh, man. All right. All right. So, so they also have to... intelligence officers. Yeah. Everybody has access to this, I think. As well. Wait a minute. So these guys were important at some point during the war? Are you kidding me? Wait, so do they? is it intelligence officers or is it an intelligence um, squad? Singular officer. Singular okay, officer. Because Battle of the Bolts gave the Germans the intelligence squad, not this actual single officer. Yep. Actually, That's we correct. gave them both. Well, we gave them both. We, we gave them both. Book right. only gave them right. Yes. Right. to the officer. Right, it only upgraded the officer. But it's the, the next officer. entry that's more interesting anyway, so we've talked about intelligence officers. Yeah, They're plenty, yep. But the war correspondents, now this is cool. Oh, yeah. This is All weird. Right. 30 points, baby, for inexperienced, one NCO, and a cameraman. Okay. Uh, they have rifles. They can be shirkers for minus six points. It's just minus six points, I assume. that's You don't get 12 off, you only get six off. No military training. They can't claim or contest objectives, man vehicle weapons, or even use the assault special rule from their pistols. That sucks. Shirkers. Yeah, okay. Propaganda victory. If the war correspondent survives the action, he can claim a propaganda success if he had direct line of sight to any units, friendly or enemy, for three or more consecutive turns. This results in the player being awarded victory points in any scenario that specifically state a propaganda victory is possible in the scenario brief. If this is not specified in the scenario brief, but both players are willing to include propaganda units, the standard reward for a propaganda victory is one victory point. Dude. I kind of like that. Hey, For the record, snafu. Adepticon automatically said this is not going to happen. Ooh. Well, we're not Adepticon, are we? We are not. I'm well, snafu can make only it. saying in the rules that was specified that there's no points for... Uh, war correspondent getting oh, no. propaganda. Oh no! I'm not I saying we know. can't do it. I don't like Dale. Right crap out of Dale. that stuff. It's kind of it's kind of mm. unique. Oh, you know, I said I was going to paint ten models this year. I remember. I'm going to paint yeah. ten cameraman so everybody at Snafu can have a cameraman for their regular table. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you, well, well Operation Snafu lights camera action. Yeah. <laughs> kind of names itself, doesn't it? Right, it does kind of name so, itself. Someone's got to have oddball uh, the 
Oddball, yeah, Oddball, and then the Hollywood Tiger, and just like Hollywood it up. Shh, don't give away my new objective table. What are you oh, doing? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like the Hollywood Hills. <laughs> it's like no, the... dude, it's going to be that city, and there's going to be a bank at the center, and oh, you got to be the first one to get to the Tiger. Well, Jeff missed the first part where I was talking. We were talking to Mark about the fact that we were going to do all of the Market Garden bridges as one object, big long objective table. Okay, we're all going to need to get 3D printers then. So we have we have we have different. We're diversifying our possibilities here. It's just going to be one <laughs> long table, corner to corner in that room. That's every bridge. Yeah, and then the ro- and then Hell's Highway between them. And like, just don't have those as objectives. Just have that as one zone. Right, and if you're over on that far corner, you know you're in Arnhem. If you're on this one, you're in Eindhoven. Oh my gosh, I just got wood thinking about that. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> there aren't rounds. There's just a round. We're just playing. Bring your army and you know try yes. to survive. For the, try to try to survive. Four for hours. We'll, we hope to get through a round. Four hours, my ass. We're doing eight hours, baby. Well, taking we'll bring, breaks we'll, we'll in there, of course. The well, sure, we have right. an hour break for pizza. Yeah, spend eight sure. hours in your ass? Jesus Christ. Ass. Oh, you, you yeah, stand. stand yeah, you just stand. Okay. You thought oh, running around from those objective boards in the center of the table was annoying this year? Wait till you got to run to the other side of the board. <laughs> <laughs> you got to beg for running around objective boards. You got an oxygen tank at the end. Everybody just take it on the way by. <laughs> just better start your cardio weeks prior to the event. Right. <laughs> start training now. Yeah. Okay. We need doctor's clearances from all of you. We need stress tests done. So right. all of that, we're going to have to pay somebody a doctor to be on duty. <laughs> just IVing people with saline just to keep them going. There we go. All right. Well, so that kind of leads right into the theater selectors. Do we have anything more unit-wise? Is there That's any? All the new oh, it's all the units. And there's, there's an awesome diversity of theater selectors that just really... Yep. I mean, we could do another hour alone on those, which yeah, I don't think easily. any of us want to do. Because we're, we're almost three really hours good. in, so yeah, yeah. This episode's I've, getting long, but we might cover this later. I just want to tell you, the selectors in here, fan freaking tastic. Okay, yeah, they're really good. They do repeat a lot of the same special rules. I don't, I don't think they added any new ones that I haven't seen before. Okay, they kind of tweaked some just for the scenarios, but those are all mentioned in the scenarios, so you'll see them then. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. And then I had mentioned before about the, the error battles. And the one big thing they do here is that they, they do a, a company commander thing, which is like setting up for a campaign, which they recommend do about five scenarios, uh, of course, in this book, where basically you take uh, two reinforced platoons, and then you have to add uh, a major captain and an HQ section to it. And those are kind of like available to you throughout those. And there's there's pros and cons between those taking damage and getting upgrades and stuff like that. It's very cool, very interesting. Um, if you're into like doing campaigns and you want to run this book, I definitely recommend going through it. I don't think it's going to value us to go through it at all. I mean, buy the book and read it yourself because this Seriously, is really good it's stuff. Really good, though. It's really good stuff. I was kind of excited yeah. about it and, and almost didn't fall asleep to most of it. So, Okay. Which for me is a lot because usually I fall asleep in a read. So. Yeah. <laughs> Highly recommend picking up this book. Okay, yeah. so that's more it's, it's that's more, more encouraging than I expected everyone to come out of this with. So, all right, so buy it. It's been out for a little while now, hasn't it? Did we? Yes. I'm sorry, I kind of tuned you out there for a second, Pat. Did you talk that it's also in the back at the camp rules for campaigns? Yes. Okay. Yes, okay. that was the, the end where. Yeah. They, like they recommend a one to five scenarios. Yep. Do it, okay. and they've got 
they've got orders for or rules for reinforcing, dealing with your casualties, dealing with your people that got killed, dealing with people that ran away, and it's just, it, they really cover all of it, and they do a good job with it. It's it's very Fantastic. well set out. That's cool. And they haven't done this before, this detailed. I mean, they've tried a little bit, but this one they've really specified everything, how you can do it, and keep track yep. of stuff. Two That's thumbs cool. up for me. Buy yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. We might be running this club, so. Sweet. Okay, I, so there you I, go. I say we pull the plug. We're please pushing three hours, and I think we're all. I say we tired. take another hour and talk about flop sacks. <laughs> the the quality yes, of the rubber, like the, you know, how stiff did it get when it was inflated? Like, well, it depends how cold it was, really. So. <laughs> right. I don't. We're gonna make a podcast called Six Dudes One Gun." I mean, I don't know. No, I'm out. Flob sack thirty four, six dudes, one gun. <laughs> I got nothing. That's Definitely the next snuff films. Yeah, that's the next snafu. <laughs> oh, God. I didn't even think about that. Oh jeez. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. okay, on that note, Pat, get us out of here. This is Snafu. Over and out. Good night, everyone. Night guys. Good night guys. <laughs> Good night, guys. Surprise! We'll sing embraces with you with all eight lungs going at once. somebody says something really inflammatory that we shouldn't be putting on the record and then we put it on it makes it through edit and then like everyone hates us for like a week and then and that's what we listen to